0: welcome to the sports block podcast the last sports block podcast of 2020 i can't uh tell if that's a good thing or a bad thing but thank goodness 2020 is about to be over nathan stack in here with you alongside my good friend and co-host travis Crins. travis let me be among the last to wish you a merry christmas
1: be among the first to wish me a happy new year yes
0: and a happy new year to you yes of course and um uh, and uh happy uh epiphany and uh, happy president's day
1: President's that uh, just a couple months away so yeah. yeah christmas we got a little bit of christmas snow for all those sons of bitches yeah that's uh, the white christmas so we got the white christmas we got plenty of that and we got more coming tomorrow yep so yep great
0: yes fantastic it, and great yes it is yes it is uh blizzard-like conditions in the cities first time at, like, it's very rare that the twin cities ever gets a blizzard just because they don't normally have the components the wind doesn't pick up and hit the cities like that to be able to produce blizzard like conditions but it happened last week i don't think it's going to happen this week uh st cloud is supposed to get anywhere between three to six inches of snow sounds like the heavier snow is supposed to hit iowa what's the mitchell area looking like yeah like four
1: to six inches they're saying so four to six inches uh you know we'll see you know, at least the, the wind. The wind is a big
0: thing. This not yep. give me any
1: wind. No ice, no rain, no sleet. Uh, snow is okay, but if you mix anything else with the snow, that's going to be an issue. So.
0: It is. It is. Um, so I hope you had a good Christmas last week. Uh, did you watch Die Hard?
1: No, I believe this is, this is a big controversy. It, is. Out here. it you know, is. I've I, I got to admit, I've never seen the movie. I've never seen the movie. <laughs>
0: Just because it so, opens I, at a Christmas party, an office Christmas party, people seem to think it's a Christmas movie. I guess there are other components, but it's not a, like a true Christmas well, movie. There's not, you know, Santa Claus isn't a major part. It's just, I don't know how people consider this to be. I'm going to have to debate Charlie on this later uh, when he joins the podcast.
1: Have the back and forth here. I haven't seen it, but it, what it is, so people say it is, it, it takes place during Christmas. It
0: will yeah. be
1: their argument
0: yes so you know and then i've heard other arguments saying well if it was released at christmas time is it a christmas movie well you know what the other guys featuring will ferrell and mark Wahlberg, or no daddy's home excuse me daddy's home featuring mark Wahlberg and will ferrell that came out christmas day i remember going to see that that's not a christmas movie so that argument is null and void uh jamel hill with the uh tweet of the day on Christmas Day saying wishing everyone a Merry Christmas except to those who think Die Hard's a Christmas movie. So, oh. congrats to Jamel Hill oh. for winning tweet of Christmas Day.
1: I, I don't... I would assume it's, it's... not a Christmas movie. I guess I did not I would see it and I'd change my mind, but it takes place during Christmas even though it's an action film. Mm-hmm. It was probably not released during Christmas, so... I guess, uh there's not probably many Christmas movies out there that were not released during Christmas. Like, if if it's a true Christmas movie, you'd expect it was released sometime in late December.
0: One would imagine so, yes. Uh, If you're not
1: going to release a Christmas movie in October or February or especially in in, in the summer months, so I I would lean towards no. It's not, I don't know, what other other movie is there that... uh, not wow.
0: released. And just during Christmas time, yeah. and
1: is not uh, really about Christmas. Uh, this is yeah.
0: Die Hard, know. for the record, was released July fifteenth, nineteen eighty-eight. So I mean, I mean, so probably th- not. Maybe Christmas in July is where people are getting these uh, the, this crazy notion, uh, you know, because that's the thing, you know, Christmas in July, ha ha ha. We're six months away from Christmas. Okay, goody goody. Um, so, maybe that's I where. It, I don't have as proper feelings about this as
1: you do, but I would want to agree more with
0: uh, with your stance on it. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Appreciate you having me I in know. my corner. Uh, yeah. Before we get into the sports talk here, um, also on Christmas Day that happened, a, a place that's, I think, both near and dear to our hearts that we really like, uh, a city that we both really like, Nashville, oh, yeah. in the news, uh, a. Bombing took place. An RV exploded downtown Nashville along 2nd Avenue there. Relatively close to Nissan Stadium where the Titans play. And of course, uh, you know, Broadway with all the, you know, the, the the good bars and, you know, like notable bars and stuff where people, you know, country legends have have sung and gotten their careers going. It uh, wasn't any, it wasn't cl- None of those bars got hit, um, but there are some 40 establishments or buildings that have been damaged by this bomber on Christmas Day. Uh, It was a random guy. They're still looking for the motive, but it appears that it was more to cause uh, destruction than a loss of life because no one died. A wonderful job by the uh, MNPD, the Metropolitan Nashville Police Department, For getting everyone out after there was a recording going on saying, hey, uh, you know, escape now. A bomb's going to detonate in 15 minutes. So a very weird story on Christmas Day to wake up. It's such a it's so sad. And, and, you know, Nashville got hit by a tornado earlier in the summer. And I mean, Nashville is probably one of the hardest hit cities in terms of the entertainment industry uh, being uh, negatively impacted by COVID. So I know we both. I've been in Nashville. You you worked at uh, Tennessee State for a little bit. So uh, this is a, certainly a story that uh, I, I don't know. I feel I feel very bad for the city of Nashville and those residents. Yeah,
1: I heard a little bit about it. Hear a lot about it. Christmas Day, I didn't have my. guy uh, had my computer with me, but didn't you know spend a whole lot of time watching news and anything like that. But. Um, it appears to be more and more of an issue of crazy old white people doing crazy things. You know, it's what you—it's a suicide bomber. Like he's not a brown-skinned Middle Eastern, so it doesn't. Oh so my You know, a suicide bomber over there. Mm-hmm. He's a suicide bomber over here. So that—that's that's what he was, and thankfully, uh, what nobody died. Yep. So that's that's
0: the problem. He was a hermit. So I wonder now if any if, that kind of. <laughs> Does that mean anyone who's considered a hermit now, we have to think, like, oh, could they do something dangerous? Probably not. But, I mean, if he was described as a hermit, kept to himself, um, I don't know.
1: For certain times.
0: Yeah. Hope that's not the case. For
1: long people, yeah. So. Yeah. Thankfully, thankfully, nothing happened. a good thing.
0: Yep. So, gr- great job by the Nashville Police Department there for... Doing all they could do to, to save lives. I think only three people got injured and the, the six officers that responded, fantastic job. So uh, as, and more will uh, break or develop here in the coming days and weeks as to maybe more of a motive or, or just what the case was. But it appears right now it's more just for destruction. Uh, maybe not attacking the 5G uh, that AT&T does, whatever. Anyway, either way, people are crazy, the world's crazy, 2020 can't end soon enough. Um, it does look like, though, as we are recording this podcast, it is bef- is the Monday afternoon before uh, Bill's Patriots, and you, sir, are in line for uh, what appears to be a third place finish here, which would net you $40 in the Fantasy Football uh, League.
1: That would pay for the next four to
0: five years of uh, NCAA tournaments. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. Uh, Devontae Adams, I don't think uh, it truly the, the the biggest pick that you could have made. It was the best pick uh, and he has paid major dividends for you. Uh, I think
1: I think Big Wyoming was the guy this year. If I, real, okay. if I don't give it out at MVP on my team, I'll give it to Big Wyoming. Okay. Because Devontae Adams, you knew he was going to be amongst I think he was my probably my number one pick. I was. Still, he, was yeah, yep. he was. My number one pick. Yep. So you expect that, and he's probably he have the best fantasy receiver there was this year. And so that you you expect your number one guy to do what he did. I just wish I had this. He didn't do a goddamn thing last week when I needed him to. <laughs> um, yep. If you could have switched the weeks, I probably could have won the whole thing. So yep. um, my guy did not perform well enough last week, and I had my best week. I think it's a season when, you know, I needed that the week before. So as long as Big Wyoming gets me on you know, 15-16 tonight, I'll be fine. But uh, third place is good. But I'll, I'll give my personal MVP, my team the MVP, to draft out
0: I'd teams. like... Uh, go ahead. That
1: was a surprise, getting mm-hmm. him wherever I got him. Fifth, sixth, seventh round, I
0: don't know. I'd like to personally thank Matt Ryan and David Montgomery for... Putting together their best weeks of the season after I was eliminated from the the regular season, it's just Matt Ryan and David Montgomery all of a sudden light the world of fire. I would have had scored high points uh, last week if we if you know we were doing that. Like just it's just is it's 2020 in the year of fantasy. I should have had Alvin Kamara. I should have picked him. I had him available. I chose Michael Thomas over Alvin Kamara. I chose in my other league I chose Clyde Edwards Alaire over Alvin Kamara. Uh, that came back to bite me significantly this season. So uh, another year, another ugh, shoulda, woulda, coulda pick. You
1: seem, you seem to have Matt Ryan a lot, or maybe the Matt Stafford a lot. Yeah. You've had them. You've had them before.
0: Yep. Um, you know, mainly because I don't. I try not to take a quarterback until later rounds, and they're the best quarterbacks at that time. I mean, you think about Matt Ryan and all the weapons he has around him—Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, uh, Hayden Hurst, like you know, this uh, Russell Gage and stuff. Like, the Falcons have great wide receivers, so Matt Ryan should be putting up fantastic numbers week in and week out. And Matthew Stafford, the Lions are always down, so he should be throwing the ball constantly. Um, I think you know, who knows what's going to happen with those guys coming up here next year. Um, but but certainly uh, another lost year of fantasy. For me, and they they just started to play um, too well down uh, after I was out of it, out of, out of contention uh, to make any significant difference for me. I think uh, like Tom Brady
1: had some good had some bad games, had some good games.
0: Mhm.
1: He was around during that time. I contemplated taking him. I think Aaron Rodgers was around there too. Yeah. And he's had, he might be MVP. He's usually one of those you know rare quarterbacks that may go in the first round. And I would expect he'd probably be back there. Him and Mahomes might be a couple of first round quarterbacks next year. Yep. But yeah, he had fallen and this is a huge bounce back here for him.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh looks like uh you're gonna get to third place, so congratulations to you on a on a successful on a successful season. Um where was I gonna go with this now? Uh, let's just. Oh,
1: playoffs! We got playoffs. Yep. Next weekend, I think. Yes. Next
0: weekend. Yes. Yep. Uh, sounds like the NFL is going to go with a 17-game schedule beginning next year. It's stupid, uh, but oh well, is what it is. At this they're point, be a bye week or not? Uh, there there will be a bye week. It sounds like they're going to remove one preseason game, so there'll be three preseason games, uh, 17 regular season games, the last regular season game. So I think how it's going to go is this 17th game. So, like, you're still going to have the week 17 is going to be all the the divisional matchups, I believe. And then the 17th game in, is going to be matching up, up like, of like, so the NFC North will play the AFC North, but you're going to play the corresponding team to wherever you're at in the division. So, for the Vikings this year, they would be the third. Uh, so, they would have to play the Ravens, I believe. Or the Browns. Um, I do kind of like that,
1: so that would be the week 17 game. You'd have Packers in Pittsburgh. You'd have you know the Washington football team against Buffalo. Yep. You have uh, the Chiefs and uh, Chiefs and Seahawks. So yep. you would have some. Yeah. So they're gonna do that. They're gonna have great games week 17.
0: Yeah. So I don't know if that's gonna be the like the 17th game, or if that will be the 17th week, and then the 18th week will still be the the. Intra, like the divisional matchups, like what we normally get, or like we're gonna get this year. Uh, so interesting to see how that will unfold. I gotta tell you, the the fact that we get Washington, Philadelphia for Sunday night football, week 17, is a uh, crying shame because it's yes, the if the if Washington wins, they get the NFC East. Tyler, well, big whoop de doo I mean. This it'd be better if they were playing the Giants and Cowboys simultaneously. The game that has the essentially um, winning your in scenario is going to be in uh, in in uh, L.A. with the Rams and the Cardinals. Because I believe if the if the Cardinals if the Cardinals win and the Bears win, then then no, that if if the Cardinals win and the Bears yes, then the Cardinals and the Bears get in. The Rams are left out. If the Rams win and the Bears lose, the Rams and the Bears are in. So it it's essentially yeah. like if if you know it so if the Bears won, it's still an elimination game for the Cardinals and Rams. The winner is going to get that final playoff spot in the NFC and the loser goes home. I think that would have been the ideal um, the ideal game for Sunday night football rather than yeah. Washington-Philadelphia, a team that doesn't matter at all, the Eagles, and a team that, yes, if they if they win, they win the division in Washington, but it's not pitting two teams up for the division title. You know what I mean? Who
1: well, are the Bears playing? I'm the Bears-Packers, so yep. I would say, you know, maybe... Like the Packers, they need to win to get home field? Yep. So I would say if you put on, you know, the, the Bears are probably expected to lose. So if the Bears lose, that makes that Cardinals Rams game not meaningless because the Cardinals still have to win it, right? Right. So, it, it, it you know, a little, little bit, to makes it kind of the Rams, they would be in. So I, I, I they probably want a guaranteed win and you're in, lose and you're out. But the Giants and Cowboys, you know, winner are that one, still alive. hmm And they win and Sunday night games. So, yeah, it's not very good. We've had these bad Week 17 Sunday night games before. And they'll get to play who, Tampa Bay or some damn team. The Rams, one of those teams have to go to probably Washington. So, and then yep. you to see Jalen Hurts, who's uh, a lot more exciting than Mr. Fargo. So, <laughs>
0: um,
1: Philadelphia has been... They've lost a couple games here. They've been competitive a couple times. Didn't play well against Dallas. But it would it would be a shame, wouldn't it, if the Vikings, if their season came down to not beating the Bears,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or not beating Seattle, or not beating any of these other teams that they almost beat. Yep. To where the Bears are in that position now. The Vikings would be in that position if they would have beat the Bears. Mm-hmm. A couple of weeks ago, we were talking about... Uh, that and we'll be watching that Sunday Night
0: Game. And uh, all they would have, have to do would be, yeah, but all no. they would have to do is beat the Detroit Lions, a team that likely won't have Matthew Stafford playing, uh, a team that <laughs> didn't have any coaches, uh, like any notable coaches. Their you know, their offensive coordinator, their head coach, their defensive coordinator against the Bucks, and they got slaughtered, forty-seven to seven. I mean, it was just, it was embarrassing, almost as embarrassing, or maybe more so than the Vikings giving up six rushing touchdowns to Alvin Kamara. I mean, it, the three biggest things that I took away from Week 16, and I don't know how much of this that you watched or paid attention to, but I don't know, did you see any of the game on Saturday night between the Dolphins and the Raiders?
1: I'm watching this bowl game, and I, the exact same situation oh. is happening in both of these games at the same time. Sure,
0: <laughs> yes. Yep. And then...
1: So well, that's a lot to get into there. So I'm flipping back and forth, kind of keeping track more of the bowl game than the other one. I go back to the to the Miami-Oaklander-Live Vegas game, yep. and I see, like, uh, they're showing a replay of, yeah, like, uh, Dolphins to the field goal. I oh, that must have been before when before Oakland, before the Raiders hit a field goal to win it. I know that was after they hit the field goal, and they came back, and they somehow... Got in position with like 10, 15, 20 seconds left to kick a field goal. So then I was, well, what happened here? How did this happen? So, uh, yeah, a lot a lot happened there. Um, the Raiders kicked the field goal, which I'm fine with the touchdown. kind of puts it away. But then you had the other bowl game in which Liberty screwed the pooch yes. and they didn't want to score and Coastal Carolina wanted them to score. And yep. like Coastal Carolina should have done what the Raiders did, just take a knee, kick a field goal, And if you lose, you lose, or you can just score a touchdown and maybe win anyway. So uh, a lot of different decisions went into both of those games. Uh, What to do? You know you're going to score, but you don't want to score too early. You score a touchdown or a field goal. So the Liberty made mistakes, not taking a knee. Um, And the Raiders, you play that out 100 times, you maybe lose five times.
0: Yep. Yep, absolutely. Uh, to get to your point on the on that bowl game, the the Cure Bowl between uh, Liberty and Coastal Carolina, a matchup that we should have had early in December when College Game Day went to Conway, South Carolina, uh, for what was supposed to be Liberty Coastal Carolina. Liberty had COVID issues, so BYU came in. We ultimately got a better game, arguably one of the better games of the college football season. Uh, here, you know, Liberty fumbles it at the one yard line. Coastal recovers it, and then. Uh, Liberty kicks a field goal in overtime and then blocks Coastal's uh, field goal uh, game-tying field goal uh, in that first overtime. They win. Coastal Carolina no longer undefeated. I don't know how good Coastal Carolina is going to be next year. I don't know how good Liberty is going to be next year. But I would love to see these two teams go at each other for the next however many years because if these are the sort of games that we can get, uh, sign me up for those.
1: I hate these two teams.
0: <laughs> you hate they Liberty because th- of Hugh Freeze. Let's be real here.
1: I, 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 Hugh Freeze is a piece of shit. Liberty is a piece of shit uh, college, university. So I hate them. I don't know. Coast Carolina's fine. They got teal. They look good. They're not the 12th best team. They struggle. They, they lost this game. Um, these are two stupid teams that are not. I don't think they're top 25 teams. Neither of them. I don't think they are. They're just not, yep. They're just, they, they, they played against each other, fine, yeah, the, the curable, great. Uh, Coast Carolina couldn't stop this this Auburn quarterback from just running their ass in the ground. This guy would probably be pretty good at Auburn right now. They couldn't stop him. It's like, figure it out. What is he going to do? He's going to drop back and he's going to run. He did that numerous times. They couldn't figure it out. They were so goddamn lucky. Uh, to be in this game late. And they still could, they couldn't do a goddamn thing in overtime. They couldn't get a fucking yard. So, uh, fuck Coastal Carolina. I'm glad you went the whole season undefeated, and I'm glad you lost the last game of a stupid bowl game to a stupid team, and uh, I'm glad that they lost.
0: How many uh, confidence points did you pick Coastal Carolina at?
1: Probably quite a few.
0: Um,
1: And uh, Liberty was better than I thought they were. hmm. Oh yeah, they beat this team, they they beat Syracuse, Syracuse sucks. They almost beat North Carolina State. They beat some other team. Like all right, those are not good teams, but whatever. Um, Liberty was better than I thought. Their quarterback was a good runner, and Coastal Carolina's defense was atrocious. I saw them against BYU, and it was it was bad. This was not bad. You know, they played BYU, Liberty. Those probably Appalachian State. Those three, the three best teams they played. And, uh, no good for them to have this little moment in the sun where people thought they were top-ten team, which is fucking ridiculous, but
0: whatever. Yeah, uh, you had them at... Probably 20-something. 24, 20-something. 24. I, get, I mean, so, now that we're on the bowl season talk, I mean, it's just ridiculous all these bowl games that are being canceled and stuff i mean music city bowl being the latest one because missouri's got an uptick in covid cases after they guarantee oh yeah we're gonna play and iowa wants to play uh i believe there's a team uh, uab that had their bowl game canceled and they want to play so why can't and when i first saw that the music city bowl was canceled i thought it was because of the bombing in nashville like okay just for security's sake it's, it's not a good idea to have it. Like, okay, that would make sense. No, it's a COVID uptick for Missouri. So why can't UAB and Iowa play in the Music City Bowl? I, it's just, it's so ridiculous, almost, that we're even having bowl season here with all these random crap teams like Arkansas at 3-7. I mean, USC, or uh, South Carolina, I guess technically they are USC. South Carolina was supposed okay. to play UAB in the Gasparilla Bowl. South Carolina's 2-8. and eight. They don't deserve to be in a damn bowl game. Like, why? what What are we doing here?
1: You yeah, know, a lot of teams, what, a couple dozen teams go for a set. No, thank you. Yep. USC. No, we, we don't want to do go to a bowl game. Yep. Virginia hey, Tech. I I would, yeah. Virginia hey, Tech ended 27 years. Them, like, get it It's just,
0: it just I, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't make any and sense. They need, uh, you know,
1: the beginning of the year, they said there's going to be no win minimums. So you could... Go to an eight.
0: He could to be eligible. So, yeah. All right. I mean, it's just, okay. I, I can't, I'm looking forward to next year when bowl season returns to normalcy. Because uh, Dr. Fauci. I don't understand.
1: All these, all these athletic departments are losing all of this money, right? Yep. But then Gus Malzahn gets fired a couple of weeks ago and he's got like this $20 million buyout. Yep. It's like these schools don't have money. Like what have you done with all of your millions you've made throughout the decades? What have you done that you can't have one year where you can't have crowds? That's one. And then two, you still fire a coach and you still have to pay them $20 million over the next however many years. It's like, you must not be doing too bad because you're still going to have this. It's
0: because the boosters
1: are still getting paid by Nebraska. Now you going to get paid by uh, LSU. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I mean I, that's that's one of my pet peeves: buyouts, getting fired, and then making ten, twenty million dollars. What a what a world! What a sign me up for that job? Be terrible at your job, and your penalty at the, at the end of the job is to be fired. To no longer work at the job, and you get paid twenty million dollars. Here's your check: twenty million dollars. Go away. Give me that job.
0: It, I would like that job. Oh, absolutely. I mean. Not, certainly not to the same extent, but, you know, being a meteorologist, you're trying to forecast the weather and predict the weather and stuff. Well, the meteorologists are wrong frequently. Absolutely, within hours it can be, the weather can change and they won't have, they'll have predicted it wrong. They get paid a very good, you know, sum of money. It's a very, it's a difficult profession, uh, as evidenced by the fact that they're wrong frequently. But they're wrong so much and they have job security. And so, for a head coach to be like, "Okay, I'm bad, and you know, you want to buy up the remainder of my contract and pay me," well, I mean, so that's fully guaranteed. That's like being an NBA player or an, uh, a major league baseball player and getting a guaranteed contract. That's what it is. It's a guaranteed contract, but we can't pay the student athletes. Grins. We can't pay them. needs
1: the, uh, a compromise between that and what the NFL does, where you can sign. It. For hundreds of millions of dollars, they can cut you at any time, and you get a fraction of that. So mm-hmm. it needs to be uh, a compromise with that. And there was a storm last week where Monday it was going to be like dusting of snow. Tuesday, or maybe a couple inches of snow. By Wednesday, we were going to get like a half foot of snow.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that gradually increased uh, from the 48 hours that got here and we ended up with a blizzard and 60-mile-an-hour winds, and it was really bad. Uh-huh. Um, we got some snow. I don't know how much snow we got because it was blowing so much, anywhere between 4 to 6, probably 4 to 5 inches of snow, because of what we ended up getting. And we had another 4 to 6 coming our way tomorrow without the wind. So you have got that. We, you know, And I think the reason why we got so much more snow uh, last week than they originally predicted because it, I think the system slowed down as it got here, it got slower. So instead of being here for a light dusting over a couple inches, it was enough to give us four to five
0: inches. Yep. Yep. So. And also, the like the like more so even the trajectory. Like this storm, I remember a few weeks back when Iowa got hit with their first storm. Uh, the storm was supposed to hit Minnesota. And that was the forecast like five days in advance. Well, then uh, a little pressure moved in push the storm system further to the south and iowa got hit i mean so it's you know you're you're preparing for what could be a big winter storm and then not get as much like last week they initially the oh the storm's gonna maybe dump upwards six inches to a foot of snow here potentially six to ten inches now three to six because the storm again pushing further south into iowa It is what it is um So, yeah, uh, bowl season going on right now. Ohio State plays Clemson this week. The college football playoff happens on Saturday. Ohio State can get uh, uh, just destroyed, uh, absolutely annihilated by Clemson. I want them to be thoroughly embarrassed by Trevor Lawrence, who's going to be a Jacksonville Jaguar. Congratulations to Trevor Lawrence on not being a Jet, and he will be a Jaguar, so congrats to him. Uh, But I hope Clemson just beats the Piss out of Ohio State because Ohio State does not deserve to be in the college football playoff.
1: Our first legitimate bowl game is the Cotton Bowl on Wednesday night between Florida and Oklahoma. Yep. So, should be a lot of points there. That's the first legitimate game, and we don't have another one of those until January 1st.
0: So. Uh, is that uh, what Cincinnati and Georgia and the Peach Bowl, is that?
1: Yeah, yeah and the playoff games. Yep, that one, Auburn Northwestern, and the Citrus Bowl, and then the two playoff games up front.
0: Chiefs at Bowl between yep. Oklahoma State and Miami should be okay on Tuesday. Yep. Um,
1: Tomorrow. And once we get past that, uh, look, we've got one more day of Bowl games. You got uh, Bowls are done on Saturday. That was, that was a quick season. It was. And I know 8 a.m., North Carolina Orange Bowl. That's your last
0: game of the year. And I believe that Oregon, Ohio, or Iowa State is going to be Mike Golick Sr.'s last game at ESPN. He is no longer oh. going to be at ESPN after this. I don't know where he's going, uh, but uh, a consummate professional. he was. He's Radio Hall of Fame. Nice um, ESPN, for whatever reason, say no way. Uh, goodbye. Uh, you're, you're getting rid of a lot of good people at ESPN. I mean, Tom Rinaldi's leaving for Fox Sports. I just, it, I don't know what ESPN's doing, but they're, uh. Dan Labrador, Dan Labrador. Yep, he's, January 5th. January 4th is the last show, on Monday. He's doing a show on a Monday, and they don't know. They don't have a, oh. I hope he lands at NBC, uh, uh, do that, you know, along with, like, Rich Eisen and, uh, Dan Patrick. I, w- I would hope that they could do that, but I doubt that'll happen. Uh, he should. Su- like
1: satellite radio for something like that.
0: Oh, yeah. J- just do it. Uh he has a the, the Stugats army is strong and uh they will follow him wherever he goes. Um back to the NFL so did you see that Ryan Fitzpatrick throw then to what Mac Holland? Live. I saw it
1: afterwards not live right. that was a heck of a throw. I, I mean there was nobody around him, nobody around this uh, receiver, nobody around him and a terrible face mask the Raiders couldn't get out of their own way. So I hope Miami makes the playoffs, but probably won't. But be.
0: how hard is it for a defense to not let a wide receiver get behind them when you know they need to gain big chunks of art? I mean, it's just—it's—it's it's embarrassing what the Raiders did. I mean, and and for Ryan Fitzpatrick to do that pass, and if the football gods were just in this one. Uh, with the Dolphins winning this game because Nelson Aguilar drew a pass interference penalty on, well, the Raiders' go-ahead field goal, which should have been the game-winning field goal. Uh, It was very to tack at best, should not have been called, so the Dolphins arguably were going to lose on a terrible call by the officials and then ultimately win because the Raiders are stupid and didn't deserve to win to begin with. So, all is well. The Dolphins win, but unfortunately, the Browns should have. Uh, it hurt the Browns the most. The Browns would have benefited it benefited because I believe then they would have made the playoffs. I think that would have secured a spot for them if they had, If the Dolphins had lost, as a result, though, the the Browns who had COVID issues because four wide receivers got in the hot tub maskless, stupid assholes. Like, don't you learn from a from the Broncos meeting quarterback meeting room? Uh, come on uh so contact tracing Jarvis Landry had to be out Donovan Peoples-Jones Rashad Higgins uh another wide receiver so they the Browns are out their top four wide receivers Jarvis Landry's like oh they you know they should uh postpone the game for us well no you just shouldn't be stupid and so they lose to the Jets which I believe you know people are going to look at this as a terrible loss like oh the Browns a golden opportunity and and they lost well they're down their top four wide receivers. They're down an offensive tackle. They're down two linebackers. You're down like half your team against the Jets. The Jets, and you know what? They should the Browns have probably still won. Yes, but this loss, it's not, uh, it's not a, a thoroughly embarrassing loss like the Rams losing to the Jets. It's just a, it's more of a loss because of the the circumstances. Uh, and now Cleveland needs to beat Pittsburgh to make the playoffs on Sunday, and I hope like hell they they get in. Um, so what happened if Miami and Cleveland
1: both lose, and so it appears to be one of those two teams that's not going
0: to make. Um. So the Colts have to beat the Jaguars. I believe that the J. Jag- that's going to happen. Yes, the Colts are going to win. Uh, the Titans. the Ra- Titans have Houston, I guess. Yes, the the Titans and the Colts are going for the AFC South. Um, yeah, and so, even if you lose, you still might get in. Titans, I think, are in the playoffs regardless.
1: I mean, both of those teams should get in. Yep, I the, don't think any of those teams are in right
0: now. Right, no one is. None of the four teams have guaranteed. None of the the, the Ravens, the Dolphins, the Browns, or the Colts have not secured their playoff uh spot yet. I believe the, Titans, I the Titans.
1: The Titans are out in. Uh, are
0: they already? Um, that's a good point. Let me uh see here. I don't maybe the other teams win. They're
1: going to be eleven and five, and the Titans are going to be ten and
0: six. Yep, yep. You're right. So, so they eat and
1: so Yep. All of it. They've got five teams at ten and five.
0: Yep. And uh, and the the Titans um are uh, well, yeah. they, If they win, they win the AFC South. So that's yeah. that's a, that's said and done there with the Titans. It's a it's essentially if they win, they're in. The Colts can't do anything about it. Um, I'm not, the Ravens get the Bengal or have to play at Cincinnati. Lamar Jackson is going to destroy the Bengals, even though the Bengals beat the Texans for whatever that's worth. So Ravens are going to get in. It, it really comes down to those two matchups, the Miami at Buffalo. And Buffalo is going to have something to play for next week because Pittsburgh and them are going to be jockeying for the two, three position. Um, uh, yeah. and so Miami's going to, you know, Miami's gonna be in the playoffs, uh, if they beat Buffalo, but that's a tough game. Cleveland can get in if they beat Pittsburgh. Uh I I think the Browns have a much better chance to beat Pittsburgh than Miami does of beating Buffalo. But
1: the most embarrassing loss of the year was the Bengals beating the Steelers. Even more so than the Jets and the Rams. Really? The two biggest upsets took place in back to back days. Yep. Considering Cincinnati was down to their third third string quarterback, maybe.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yep, Brandon Allen.
1: That they're Finley, Finley, Brian Finley. Finley he might be
0: their Oh yes, yes, yes. You're right. You're right.
1: Either way, the way Pittsburgh has played the last month has been awful. Yes. Terrible. Yep. Terrible. Why don't they lose? Whenever they play in the playoffs, what they lose right away. Yep. I they do Have too. been a fucking embarrassment. Eleven and zero. Eaking into the playoffs at this point. Mm-hmm. they were lost, they I, I didn't see the end of their game, but they came back to beat the Colts. If they lose that game, where they're at eleven and four, and the division is is up for grabs, and mm-hmm. terrible, terrible, terrible,
0: terrible. Yep. No, oh, <laughs> I I absolutely agree with you. Um, it's something that I don't know sh-
1: how you how you just completely turned to shit. Against Washington and like bad teams, Cincinnati, bad, bad teams. You just.
0: They can't run the ball.
1: The offense. The offense is horrendous.
0: Mm hmm. So the. the, I have no idea. No idea. So the Browns losing to the Jets, another big takeaway from Week 16. But, again, that's because of circumstance. And then the other one began Friday with Alvin Kamara running for six touchdowns against a depleted Vikings team that had one healthy linebacker. That has no defensive line, can't get any pressure. And yet still the Vikings found themselves in this game. Uh, They had picked Drew Brees off twice. It seemed like maybe they could do something, maybe get – Put the pressure on the Saints, and then ultimately not. And then Sean Payton was an asshole and kept Alvin Kamara in for that sixth touchdown with the game well in hand, uh, history and stuff. So Sean Payton and the Saints continue to be assholes. We hate them. Um, and uh, but Alvin Kamara runs through the Vikings. Mike Zimmer after the game said that it was the worst. Uh, this is the worst defense he's ever had. It's hard to argue with that. Um, but again. You look at it it's not like this is a bare cupboard. The, look at all the young guys that the Vikings are playing. This team is has a, a chance to be very very good next year. Um provided that there's a semi-normal off-season in the NFL this year they get their guys back healthy. This is going to be a very good team next year. A very good team. Um it depends on if they keep Kirk Cousins or not Because there there's talk uh, that Maybe he goes to San Francisco
1: he No, he ain't going in We're stuck with this piece of shit For
0: a while he's, It's not his fault uh, This season is not his fault
1: I know it, it's, it's not his fault But De- Daniel Hunter should be back Hopefully he's healthy That's good yep. uh, The big fat guy from the the Ravens Michael Pierce should be yep. Hopefully there um, I don't know would, would you re-sign Everson Griffin? I don't know You need some guys He's out there. can he get anymore? I don't know. Yep. Um you got him. Some of these quarterbacks, hopefully they're good. They've been good in parts. So now they're not very good. Uh, you get Barn Kendricks back. The defense apparently depends on Eric Kendricks, because they were pretty good for a stretch. Mm-hmm. Then he goes out a couple weeks ago and that's it. That was the season. Yeah, they can't do a goddamn thing without him out there. Yep. So there's that. Uh, Anthony Harris is no good anymore, so they dodged a bullet. They're not sending him to a too long contract. Yep, he won't uh, be back. And Harrison Smith has been the only guy out there healthy and a starter. So yep. their whole defense is going to be completely different next year again with, what, seven, eight new guys. They're just guys coming back from injuries. So
0: defense has got to get better. Yep. And uh, don't, don't play Dalvin Cook this week. Don't play him because he tends to get hurt,
1: and we do not need him getting hurt in a game that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So I hope he doesn't play. Um, entertaining game, lots of points, back and forth. Here we go, bing, bing, boom. And one of the 24 to 20. 31-27, we answer right away, bing, bang boom. And um, it was, what, 38-27. Yep. Uh, early fourth quarter. Early fourth quarter, we are 10-4. And uh, they scored touchdown, and then... It, you know, with cousins, cousins, like, you got, like, a lot of interceptions, right? You, does, he, does he lead the league in interceptions? It's a lot.
0: Uh, he does not lead the league in interceptions. He hasn't...
1: Or turnovers uh, or something. No. He's near the tops of something bad.
0: Um... Which... He's, he's thrown... It
1: just seems like, you know, if he had three touchdowns, he played fine. But it seems like when you, need a, when you need a score, you know, the Vikings scored back-to-back touchdowns, they kept up with the Saints. Uh, man, and they have, obviously this game's the defense is fault. And now you gotta score a touchdown all the time. But but they needed a touchdown to start the fourth court and they couldn't get it. Like you need you know, and that's that was the difference. But since like he, he is what he is. He, he's there. Um he could he he could have played better this year. He played okay. Um all these there's a lot of teams out there that have made the Super Bowl with Average quarterbacks, but mm-hmm. I don't, I don't see this team being that with with him.
0: Well, I, I,
1: I, how, how how do they? Unless they win like they did against the Packers, or like the Saints last year, where like they need like every other aspect—the running game and the defense—just to be so great that Cousins is a non-factor. Unless you get that. And then to win a Super Bowl, you need three or four games of that. And you know, yeah, like they had one, maybe at the same class. Or they had one, and I again, I just don't see how. Like, in what world do we live in where the Vikings win like three playoff games in a row and win the? I just, how does that even happen?
0: Well, I I don't know, but I,
1: I've never I've never seen them win two in a row. I've never seen them win two playoff games in a row. And I would imagine not every team's done it since they last did it in 88, 87, 87 season, 88 playoffs was the last time they won two playoff games in a row. Last time they did that I was born a week later and they haven't done it since. I don't know how they win two playoff games in a row.
0: Uh, I
1: I just don't see how, how that happens.
0: Cousins is tied for uh, third most interceptions on the in the season with 13. He's only thrown three since the bye week, though, and one of those was against the Bears, and that one shouldn't have counted uh, because it went right through Adam Thielen's hands. Um, there, the, there was one against Jacksonville. Cook didn't look. Uh, not really going to blame Cousins for that. But you want to know who else is up there in terms of interceptions? Well, I, I get. I bet I can. Guarantee you, who that you know who's th- who's thrown the most interceptions this year.
1: Carson Wentz,
0: yeah, fifteen, uh, tied with Drew Lock, fifteen. Then it's Cousins Russell with. Opens for Dad, yes, yes. Russell Wilson has thirteen. Jared Goff thirteen. Nick Mullins has twelve. Kyler Murray twelve. Tom Brady eleven. Matt Ryan eleven. Philip Rivers, and then it gets on down in there. So I mean, you, then you get to the the bottom end of the yeah. Uh, where you have Aaron Rodgers with only five, Pat Patrick Mahomes six. I mean, he hasn't played very well here down the stretch. Uh, but you have a lot of guys. You have a lot of guys in there that haven't played a whole like full seasons. Cousins has played a full season here. Um,
1: if you look at QBR, he's twentieth. You look at rating, he's. Eight. That's yep. a huge difference, depending on what metric mm-hmm. you look at, and he's got, what, 32 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, he's been sacked 36 times. Like, he can have, you know, like, 35 touchdowns and 13, like, you look at his number, he's going to end up with 4,000 yards and 35 touchdowns and 13 interceptions. And you look at those numbers and you say, son of a bitch, that's not too goddamn bad.
0: It's not, it's the, and the reason's because the defense is so terrible.
1: And the defense is bad. But then, like, you just look at him every single year, and I look at his numbers. And when he was in Washington, you look at his numbers aren't that bad. They're, they're pretty good. like 4,100 yards one year. Almost went for 5,000 yards. Uh, in 2016, he had 25 touchdowns. And he set a career-high in touchdowns this year. He also set a career-high in receptions. Like, you just look at this guy's stat. You look at the stat, and you think, not fucking too bad. Like this is a pretty good quarterback. Mm-hmm. But then you watch him play, and you're like, God damn it, this fucking <laughs> guy can't take a fucking sack to save his life. He can never fucking run or throw the ball away. You always take a yep. fucking sack. Yeah. At the end of the game, when you're down by four points on a fucking third and eight, when you but need th- it, you like, when it matters, he doesn't come
0: through. But that's part when of it the- fucking
1: matters when <laughs> you need a goddamn score. Even though he uh, did the big throw against the Saints last year, even though he had the game winning drive against with Carolina a month ago. Yep. He's done all this stuff, but we're like real like when it really fucking matters. Well like when like, you play the Bears in week seventeen. No. When you play the Bears in week fourteen you gotta fucking
0: win. No. It's like wait no. a, wait a second. He, he beat the Bears on my birthday and he led the Vikings oh, was bad He was led bad the Vikings down to a, a game but he threw for almost three hundred yards in that game. Again they bears, They yeah. drew 292
1: they, That was I feel like Dalvin Cook Was a good Big Dalvin Cook
0: day, No like, Dalvin Cook Didn't have, like have much I need like
1: 100 yards it, Jefferson yeah, you know, like he played Well in that game Like, I like when it really Fucking matters okay, like, when but, it really Like beat the Beat the Bears You're still in it
0: Against it Chicago didn't. though Great again. Against Chicago, some poor play calling, like going for it on third and one and going from shotgun, I hate that. I absolutely despise that call. Sneak oh. it. Or just or do something. Give it to a fullback. Do whatever. He still let the Vikings down and had a chance to win the game. He throws a Hail Mary. It, Justin Jefferson nearly comes down with it. And the Vikings oh, yeah. win that game. Like that's the that's the thing lost in all this, is that it they're like just a couple of inches away from Justin Jefferson catching that pass, from still being alive in the in the NFL in the playoff ranks. So he's had to deal with a very bad defense this year. The offensive line needs some adjusting. Riley Reef isn't going to be back. Um, I was going to maybe save this for next week, but I'll just I'll throw it out there right now that I can see I, this is a year that more there are more teams with quarterback questions or quarterback openings than I can ever remember. There's at least 8 to 10 teams that are going to have new quarterbacks next year or at least are going to think about the future. Um, do you want to get into that now or table that to next week? We'll do it next week. We'll do it next week, okay. So I have the 8 to 10 teams that will be looking for new quarterbacks next year. Two are guaranteed. Uh, well, one's guaranteed for sure, and that's the Jaguars. Um, the rest... I, I, I
1: look at him I look at Kirk Cousins And they lost to Dallas 31 Defense wasn't good
0: Yep
1: He threw for three hundred And three touchdowns Yep No interceptions How do, how do you lose?
0: Because Because the, the, the defense is bad Like you just answered the question defense, Before yeah. Before you even Asked it You said The defense was bad Yep the defense cost him in that one
1: It's just but he, He's played pretty well Since the bye week And Like how do you Like Atlanta How do you Three touchdowns,
0: three That was, a bad, that was a bad game. Wow, where, yep. where
1: the fuck did that? Yeah, you play so well against Seattle the week before. Letdown game. And, uh,
0: Deflated.
1: And the Green Bay game, the, the week after, he's 11 of 14 for 160 and a touchdown, and that was more of a you know, very few possessions in that game, and he didn't have to do all well. Uh, Delvin Cook ate him up something fierce. Yep. But how do you, how do you play a game like that against Atlanta? Or the fucking. You know, the Packers game at the beginning of the year, and that the Indianapolis game. Like, right? I, I,
0: I just can't. You sound like Chris Berman there. Just, yeah. yeah
1: Against Tampa Bay, he wasn't great, but that was a fucking kicker. Yeah. I, I, again, even if he plays well, the defense is gonna fuck it up. Even if he plays well, the kicker is gonna fuck it up. Uh, when he plays like shit. Uh, maybe they can win. Like, n- n- none of these three things are gonna happen at once. Oh, cousins is having a big game. All right, the defense is gonna give a fucking fifty points. Yep. Oh, uh, the kicker's doing well. Oh, cousins, he's gonna fucking throw three interceptions. Oh, the defense is playing great. Cousins fucking sucks. Like none yeah. of these three things can be good at the same fucking time. Yeah. None of them can be good. Like no. we got a pretty, or oh, we got a good quarterback now, and this is the worst defense we've seen in a long time. The one time like none of these three things can be fucking good at the same time, like every other fucking team has good years.
0: The every one other
1: team put it together. The fucking Browns are gonna are gonna do something before the Vikings.
0: The one time Fish. it happened was '98, and when Talk to that, and, and what happened? <laughs> Oh, Gary Anderson missed the field goal in the championship game. Dennis Green had some bad uh, play calling there. You had the fumble by Randall Cunningham at the end instead of taking a knee. A lot of bad things happened in that game. But that was the, the season where everything had came together except at the very end. So you're right. You're right. It, it, it's tough to see this team winning three games in a row. I, I want to see what they do in the offseason because it's a big offseason. I want to see how the offseason actually looks for every NFL team. But I think the Vikings are going to be much improved. NBA tipped off last week. Uh, did you do you care at all about it? No. All right. Very good. That's uh, that's what I'm looking for here. Apparently, uh, number one overall pick Anthony Edwards doing pretty well for the Timberwolves so far. Um, the Clippers lost by 50 to the Mavericks inexplicably on Sunday. Uh, my, I, I, it's hard for me to see any team beating the Lakers in the playoffs or for the championship. like The Lakers are just too damn good. They they got better in the offseason, the, the very short offseason. I have them beating the Bucks in the NBA Finals. Who do you have?
1: I'll take the Lakers over the Nets.
0: All right. I like that pick. I like that pick a lot. Uh, I mean,
1: there doesn't appear to be any team in the West capable.
0: No. No.
1: Clippers don't <laughs> Fuck, I right, know Dallas, no. It's bad. It is? It's all bad.
0: It's very bad. Don't the
1: look terrible. My bulls look awful. Um, nah. Eh. The east looks like shit. That is bad. Who could possibly care? Who could possibly care? Not us.
0: Not us. I don't have one. Not us. You're right. Cleveland is three and in the East. Cleveland.
1: What is going on? Orlando. Orlando's
0: three and Yeah. It's just what a, world. what a world we live in. Speaking of world we live in. Um. One last thing I have here, and then we'll get to whatever you would like to discuss. Um. Blake Snell gets traded to our okay. Padres. Um. I. Yep. The, the, you you would know more about the prospects here. Are The Padres, the Padres have given up a lot of prospects here lately, but it still seems like their farm system is very loaded that they are keeping their best guys. So let me ask you this. How much did they have to part with? I think it was like four prospects or whatever that are going to, uh, to Tampa Bay. Uh, and this is something that Tampa Bay does a lot. So this is not something that should shock anyone here. It's it's just what they do and now the um so it, the padres are going for broke and they are uh, go, good luck i hope they can beat the dodgers this is a fun team uh fernando tatis junior and stuff but the the prospects the guys that they that the padres are giving up for Blake Snell or the pieces uh how significant are they
1: Uh, A friend of mine in in Nashville who we talk from time to time, he's a big Padres guy. He's been a fan of him for forever, and this guy's probably close to 50 years old by now. Um, They gave away this one guy he was their third round pick last year.
0: Louis Patino?
1: Um, Louis Patino is kind of another guy I've heard of. and uh, He's a pitcher. Uh, They called him up. He's 20 years old, so he's they're 21 now, so he's extremely young. So he could be a guy. Uh, that was a guy, or Francisco Mejia, who's a guy I don't like. Uh, Padres got in from Cleveland a couple years ago in the uh, trade with Bats. They have a lot of trades. The uh, red hand trade, the closer. And uh, he's a catcher, but the problem is he's not any good. So he's a big prospect, but he hasn't been able to hit um, in the major league. So I don't, I don't like him. Um, and these other two prospects are very, very young. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Patino is a pitcher. We'll see what happens to him. I think he's uh, the one guy in the deal. Like, all right, if he turns out, then, then he could be pretty good. But um, also, also, have you heard the Padres uh, apparently going after another big-time arm?
0: Who, who was that? I have not heard this.
1: I did not hear this either until about two minutes ago when I looked it up. Uh, Hugh Darvish.
0: No kidding.
1: John Heyman, you know John Heyman, the baseball guy? Yep. He says, uh, trade looks to be close. Looks to be close between uh, the Cubs and the Padres. So, um, you add, you know, (laughs) is is Clevenger going to be out all of next year, I think, with Tommy John? So that trade is not going to uh, be good for a couple of years at least, if at all. So they're going to Blake Snell. Uh, very good, was very good, and you Darvish, who was very good. So yeah, those are your types of guys. And we've been waiting. Me and this other guy have been talking, and you've been, and we've been talking about how. Okay, what are they going to do? They've got all these prospects. Not all of them are going to make it, and you got to get rid of some of them. So this is what they're doing. They got Mike Clevenger, you Darvish probably, and they also got Blake Snell. So
0: they just better yeah. make sure that they had that they still have some prospects, some good yeah, prospects they, to pull. They, it's,
1: ridiculously deep. Ridiculously okay.
0: deep. Well that's good. And they
1: got Chris Paddock. Chris Paddock who's a young arm who was uh, a last year after playing pretty well in two thousand nineteen. So they've got McKenzie Gore is kinda like their number one pitching guy. So Blake's selling you Darvish. and you get these other guys, uh Lamette, Dinnelson Lamette, who was great this year. They and they've got now they've got these other guys. So pitching May- not an issue.
0: Maybe Add adding- an
1: issue for this team and they got Machado and uh touchy. so they're they're very
0: good maybe adding to this you darvish thing i don't know how like how correlated this is but i'm seeing now that they have also reached uh, a deal with korean star infielder ha Seung kim uh he was with the kaiwoom heroes uh 25 years old one of the top infielders in the open market so the padres are just loading yeah, yeah. up uh we jumped on this uh not on the bandwagon. How how was that last year or two years ago? Maybe two years ago. A couple ago. years ago. Yeah. A couple
1: so. years ago. I think it was before Tatis came up. Yep. And he came up last year and it was a big deal.
0: Yep. So we... But it was just
1: before that. And they're going for it. So that's good to see. And the good thing is with all these trades, we don't know if they're going to give up for you, Darvish, if they get them. But they have not given up any of their top, top, tippy-top guys. Mackenzie Gore is like their tippy-top guy. They've not given him up. They've not given up some of these guys. So... Uh, they're giving up some, but not their best, so
0: I like it. I like it. I, I like what we're seeing from the Padres. Uh, so good luck to them. Um anything else that you'd like to discuss?
1: S CSU women are good again.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: And uh, they were ranked twenty fifth in the coaches poll. So that was good last week and they're almost ranked in the A P, not quite above Gonzaga, almost Missouri, Missouri State. Teams they actually beat. So, mm-hmm. those teams are on, like, 21-22. are S- not quite there for the media poll, but the coaches poll, they're 25th, and they should not lose to a team not named USD the rest of this regular season, because if they do, that's a waste of loss. I
0: so. think I could see one loss to NDSU, because this NDSU team is of pretty good.
1: And I- maybe win one off the of USD. USD's resume, from what I saw for on the RPIs Uh, SDSU can maybe make it as an at-large USD cannot yep even if USD wins out they cannot they don't have the wins again like it's the same thing every year they don't have the wins they had a shot at the wins they had teams on there that would have been good wins but they didn't beat any of them SDSU's winning against Missouri State might be their best (laughs) Missouri State was top 10 RPI last look and they don't come down Mm mm-hmm you're gonna have at least probably three top 50 wins. USC's gonna have none. Yeah. And you're not in with. They're gonna have what they have at least three losses at minimum. They'd have four if they went out and beat uh, the Jack Jagu- or lose to the Guess in the conference style games, still. So I don't see how a four loss USD team gets in with zero top 50 wins.
0: Right. And it's just—it's great to see. Uh, it, it looks like the, those two games where they lost to Kansas State and Northern Iowa immediately after they got ranked, probably a little more of a, uh, a speed bump uh, or a blip on the and radar. Northern Iowa. Yeah. yeah, and then they and then and they, they beat come, them they later. They
1: come back to beat Northern Iowa, so you look at their schedule.
0: <laughs> the only team they lost to was Kansas State. So. Yep. Solid. It's Solid. They do not play this week. Summit League uh, opens up uh, play this weekend, uh, right after the new year. SDSU is off. They will play in Western Illinois January 8th and 9th, Friday, Saturday games this year for the Summit League because of them, the pandemic.
1: It'll be different in, Like I don't know
0: if we can
1: even go to Summit League tournaments. Yeah. I don't know if work. I don't. I know. We'll
0: I, I am anticipating not going that is where yeah. I'm at right now uh, but but we'll see we'll see anything else before uh before we end the final show for the new year or for for 2020 well,
1: this year I don't really I couldn't tell you too many details about say 2003 I could tell you a lot of shit about 2020 so <laughs> yeah Personally, I bought a house so that was a big deal. Yes. And uh, there was an election, which was also a big deal. And uh, a lot of things happened in 2020, so...
0: How is uh, the house? How is the house going still? Good?
1: Hey, the house is good. Uh, yeah, the house is good. No, no complaints. Good. No complaints for me in the house front. So,
0: now, with that snow last week, how much did you have to shovel or snowblow?
1: It's not too bad. We got a little sidewalk in the back, which we don't have to shovel, but we do. And then we just got a little sidewalk in the front, which may take you five minutes scoop, so not a lot of sidewalk, which is good, so and if, if you were have, you know, if, this, if this was a year ago and you would have said, you know what Zach, and here's what's going to happen in 2020 350,000 people are going to die of this virus and shit's going to be shut down and you can't go to the gym, you can't go to restaurants, you really can't go anywhere, things are going to be shut down from like March to, to April May, then we're going to just open up again and we have sports and stadiums are going to be empty and are going to miss games and weeks, and the Duke women—they uh, they are not—they're just done. Duke yep. women are saying we're not playing yep. this year.
0: Chicago State men as well.
1: Yeah. So what, what a what year. Who knows? Things probably be better next year. Uh, vaccines and vaccines are getting rolled out, so
0: yep.
1: it's got to be better. And uh, yeah, we, we could talk about we could talk about this year for a long time.
0: Mm-hmm. We certainly will. And, um, I, yeah, Fau- uh, Dr. Fauci says that sports and, uh, theaters might open up here sooner rather than later, but we'll, we'll see. It all depends on, on the vaccine and, and just how, how this virus goes. Um, uh, but yes, uh, well, friend, it's always great doing the podcast with you. Uh, we've been doing this now for what, uh, between this and the radio show, 10 years, it will begin year 11 next year, uh. Uh, next year, being figuratively but also literal, at the same time. Uh, but uh, wishing you and Melissa a happy new year, and we will talk to you in the new year.
1: Also, want to say, you know, I do Mitchell Mitchell stuff.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Uh, Marcus is joining me doing uh, the basketball games.
0: Is he? Wow, that's very so cool. We
1: did that a couple weekends ago. We did our first games together. That went well. And we've got two games Tuesday and two games Wednesday against a couple of teams from Wyoming. So we'll be doing that, and that's been a good good combo, and I'm glad he's able to do that.
0: Oh, very cool. Very cool. Um, well, yes, uh, we got to do football for uh, a yep, little bit of time. Was there. That was fun. Um, so awesome. I wish you and Marcus the best of success here. Uh, is he doing every game with you on the basketball season? Pretty
1: much. He missed the first two. Uh I would expect he'll do more I got a game in Brandon on the second on a Saturday, which I'm already gonna be over there, so I would not expect him to just to travel to do that, but if he wants to he can. I would expect he'll probably do the majority of the games. So a lot of not a lot of road games and the ones that are on uh, Saturdays. So um yeah, I would expect he'll do some road games, all home games and it's probably gonna be probably 30, 30 games he'll wind up doing, I would guess.
0: Very cool. Very cool indeed. Well, I wish you guys the best of success. Uh, enjoy New Year's Eve with whatever you do. Bring in the new year. It's 2021's got to be better than 2020. Got to be. Got to be. Got to be. All right. Thank you, my friend. All right, sir.
1: Happy New Year. We'll,
0: be, uh, we'll see you next year. <laughs> see you next year. Uh, Travis, right. Travis yep. Grin's joining us here on the Sports Block podcast. Always appreciate his time. As always, yeah, 2020, finally done. A lot. Maybe we'll maybe we'll do a, a reminiscing podcast next year. We could have done that this year. Right, uh, now, but you all know what's going on. Sports world uh, stopped March 12th. No March Madness. Baseball season postponed to the middle of summer. Hockey, ba- basketball had to take a seat. Footballs played in no no stands. Coronavirus hitting college football programs and basketball programs left and right. Travis just mentioned it. Duke women not playing their uh, just. Saying, nope, we're done with this season. Chicago State men, winless. They weren't good anyway, but they're done. So, a lot happening there. Uh, we'll continue on the, this edition of the Sports Block Podcast, which can be found on podcast.com. Follow me on Twitter at Indy Stack and Travis Grins at Travis Grins. Facebook, Nathan Stack, and the link to the podcast posted middle to later part of each week. We'll continue next, though, with more in-depth college football talk, bowl games, and diehard conversations. With the one and only Charlie Hildebrand. It's coming up next here on the Sports Block Podcast. Available on podcast.com. All right, we continue on this sports block podcast, the last sports block podcast of 2020. And pleased to be joined by my good friend from the Northwest Iowa Review. It's Charlie Hildebrand. Charlie, let me be among the last to wish you a Merry Christmas.
1: Even though you're the last, I won't hold it against you I appreciate it And this isn't just me trying to be funny or smart, Alex This is honestly true I uh, went to my parents' house Got there on Thursday Thursday evening through Sunday off Which is the most days off I've had in a row in a while And on Christmas Eve My parents and I watched the original Die Hard
0: You I, Why? Why do why we gotta start there, Charlie? die hard is not it's a christmas a movie, movie.
1: It, it's just a good movie okay, it, it takes place during christmas when we
0: watched it i'm sorry fun. you you i I'm sorry i incorrectly inferred that you were deeming it to be a christmas movie you just watched die hard on christmas that is acceptable
1: if it makes you feel better to phrase it that way we're allowed to phrase it that way
0: right? well it's not a christmas movie so let's let's just i mean it, it's just not
1: I mean, I feel like it's at least kind of a Christmas movie
0: because it t- it's because
1: the opening I mean, scenes at a, a Christmas, Christmas party movie, but to the same degree that it's a Wonderful Life but, or uh you know Miracle on 34th Street or Christmas.
0: Well, Miracle well. on 34th Street's at least dealing with Santa Claus. What the hell is Die Hard dealing with? There's a Santa in the movie. Who gives a shit? It's not. There's nothing Christmassy about it apart from a Christmas party, an office Christmas party at the beginning.
1: When was the last time you watched Die Hard? There's a lot more Christmas
0: stuff. Hey. Wow, well, it's, it's just ridiculous. I am not, it's not a Christmas movie. It never will be a Christmas movie in the Stack and Household. And there are ways to start fights, uh, as Jamel Hill said, uh, or she said, uh, Jamel Hill, uh, formerly of ESPN and now The Athletic, said, Merry Christmas to everyone except those who think that Die Hard's a Christmas movie and then uh, whoever else it's on. It's not a
1: very Christmassy mood or Christmas uh, I mean, I,
0: you just gotta you gotta know when to hold them you gotta know when to fold them and you gotta just know who you can uh, wish a very Merry Christmas to because there are just certain people that you just uh, they're gonna say something that just will irritate you
1: well I mean <laughs> sometimes that happens
0: <laughs> Well, you know what? We'll agree to disagree on this here. Um, 2021 is upon us just about, and thank goodness for that. Uh, because
1: 2020... Yeah, the first day of 2021, season three of Cobra Kai drops on Netflix. So 2021 will beat 2020 in the first day of the year.
0: 100%. There you go. Um, I mean, what are we at now? 15, 16 bowl games that have been canceled here now? I mean it's just it's re- I don't know
1: the exact number, but it's more than have ever been cancelled in either of our I think there have been more that have been cancelled this year than there have been every other year since the end of World War Two.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean I don't remember a year that had a, a bowl game get cancelled. I really don't. Um maybe there is one more recently that I just that I'm that's escaping my memory right now, but you know, much of it is due to COVID. I thought, you know, the latest one being Iowa against Missouri in the Music City Bowl down there in Nashville. Now, I thought they had canceled this game perhaps because of the, the terrible uh, bombing incident that happened down in Nashville on Christmas Day. But it turns out it's, it's Missouri with COVID issues. Iowa doesn't get to play. Uh, UAB got their bowl game hopes, like, upended, so why can't Iowa and UAB play in the Music City Bowl? Like, that seems like a very easy distinct uh, decision to make. Like, you're just saying, uh, oh, screw you, UAB and Iowa. Like, that that's tough shit. I mean, I guess that is 2020 in a nutshell. Like, you're just dealt a bad hand, and you gotta just accept it and move on. It started with March Madness uh, not happening for all those seniors back in, in March, you know, nine months ago, but I I just don't understand how these bowl games can say, oh, we're going on a schedule, and then a team pulls out, and then you don't have a backup team in place.
1: its uh, I, I know specifically with Missouri and Iowa, I know that just because I live in Iowa and around Iowa fans, there are a lot of Iowa fans that are upset that Missouri games Yep. Not just be, not just for the regular reasons, but because they accepted the whole bit first and said, like, yeah, we're going to do this, Yep. and then changed their mind. The thought of Iowa, which I can understand, is why are you accepting it in the first place? Why didn't you say, you know, like 40 other teams two weeks ago, saying we're not going to do this, and then we should have picked someone else? And I think that there's a lot of validity to that. Um, it is worth noting that I don't know if Iowa really would have been able to play here because they have so many guys um, out with COVID right now. Now, I, I don't remember specifically what day that game's to be played and how many of them would be back by May. Mm-hmm. But I know they are dealing with that, so it was possible that even if Missouri wouldn't have found that, they still might even be able to. Certainly, I, I, I think it's safe to assume they were holding out yeah, they don't even unless like you said maybe the the other thing too it feels like in in a year this is the year that's shown us that we can throw things together at the last minute and it actually works out that you know Mm -hmm. as much as I like football there are times football coaches especially freak out about like well no we need you know to be somewhere and have a hotel to sleep ahead of time and get 14 hours of practice and film studying if we don't do this perfectly Mm -hmm. it's terrible and then we saw earlier in the year that BYU-Coastal Carolina played on, like, 48 hours notice. And it was Arguably, right. that's game of the season.
0: Yep. Yeah, and... I, now, there have been
1: some other wild games since then. One we'll probably talk about in a bit. Involving Coastal Carolina. But mm-hmm. still, they found a way to do it.
0: Yep. And and i get you know from you know like uab's perspective their bowl game gets canceled on saturday so their team is probably like just shut, shutting everything down for the season but if you had because it's within a relatively short time frame like from where when their bowl game got canceled to when this would happen like you could in all like in, in all theory get this game in with iowa it just, it seems like if there's an issue with one team and I get, you know, the public health is paramount here. It's first and foremost. That's what you, you have to take the health and consideration of everyone involved in. And if so, if this is not the, the best decision, then so be it. But to just say, oh, we can't get a matchup, you know, I think that's just a, a, a bull crap answer because UAB was waiting, they wanted to play. Iowa clearly wants to play. Why not get them? And if you're gonna throw like two and eight or three and seven shitty Arkansas and Tennessee into bowl games, which is completely ridiculous, you I'm sure can find another uh, like like Nebraska or someone else to 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 fill in. I know there are some like twenty twenty schools that declined and said, yeah, we're not gonna do it this year. We're just gonna call it quits. But surely there are other schools that would play. Hell, even Texas State, like, if they want to play, get them in. Just let them play.
1: It's also worth noting that, uh, I I don't think we've talked about this since it happened. We've kind of worked our way through this, but that uh, Army has had an incredibly good season. And normally he plays in, like, the Armed Forces Bowl. And at first didn't even have that. I forget what two teams it was, but it was two Two teams with losing records, if I remember right, playing. Mm-hmm. And then one of them had to bow out and Arby filled in as the replacement. I completely have forgotten who it is that they're supposed to play and who bowed out. But again, that seems like another example of what you can do with, with any team that has their opponent bow out and can do not I, I don't understand why. I mean, if anything, you would think the bowl teams would want to do this because they're not going to get paid anything if they don't play a game.
0: Mhm. Yeah. It. And again, I understand to a degree why this stuff. Yeah, they were supposed to be in Army. That is, uh, let me let me get them pulled up here. They were. Su- I
1: think South Car was it South Carolina that dropped out.
0: Yes, they were supposed oh. to play UAB in the Gasparilla Bowl. Yeah, South Carolina's two and eight. Yeah. I mean they were they were just awful. Um, yeah, and they so yeah, Army was supposed to play in the Independence Bowl, and I'm not sure um, who they were supposed to play against, but now they're playing West Virginia in the Auto Zone Liberty Bowl against West Virginia.
1: Which what better game for Army to play in? I mean if they can't play in the armed forces stop fighting for Liberty. Sounds like that should be something armies involved. With.
0: <laughs> very true, very true. I mean, you have Ar- you have Arkansas and TCU in the Texas. I mean, it's just some of these are just absolutely ridiculous.
1: No, no argument for me. It's it's an ugly bowl season slate for the most part. I mean, there's some fun bowl games, but you know, for, for a weird season, this is you know, it, it fits that the bowl games are as gross as they are. Yep. With the way that nobody can even decide what they were going to start. We're going to push stuff back. And, you know, the Big Ten started and stopped three times. And-
0: mm-hmm. Are you as frustrated as I am that the Big Ten and the Pac 12, who had canceled their seasons or, you know, delayed them, and whatnot, uh, got their seasons in? And we'll get to the Big Ten more in a second. And I know we talked about this uh, before it happened, but now that Ohio State's in, they get Bears going back to it um but they they say oh we're, we got to get these seasons in now and then they say oh so like so many schools are just not even um partic- choosing not to participate in bowl games um i to me it's oh we want to play but then oh we don't want to play in a bowl game just cuz it's been so tough like did you not understand what was to be expected of you headed into the season to, i just don't understand why teams like um like USC and UCLA and, and, and you know, Washington, Minnesota. Um, and Minnesota may be a little more understandable because they've had all the COVID issues they beat. You know, they had to play against Nebraska with, like, 36 fewer people. And even Virginia Tech, the program with the longest consecutive bowl game streak in the country, 27, they ended that, and they've dealt with COVID issues all year long. So it's a little more understandable from that regard, but for some of these other schools that uh, just said, no, we don't need to play in a bowl game here because, uh, it, you know, even though they started their seasons late, it to me, that, that just doesn't make a ton of sense.
1: If if they decide they don't want to, because it's been a long trying season, like, I can live with that, but I understand what you're saying. And that, they're, I mean, like, Nebraska, as far as I know, I don't think they had any they had. You know, the game with Wisconsin canceled, but it wasn't because of Nebraska, it was because of Wisconsin. And certainly they were one of the Big Ten schools really saying, we want to game. So I do find it surprising that they decided they did not want to play a whole game, even though they do not have guys out with the coronavirus, and unless they do and have kept it secret really well, yep. that they don't have guys out with the coronavirus, and, and for the most part, don't have like really bad injuries. We had to get a couple of guys Get injuries and we're out for the year, but aren't like you know decimated at position groups where they can't play. And uh, and, and if they say they don't, if and if I remember right, I think Nebraska what they did. is you feel like the players, the players that they didn't. and if they don't, I think it's hard to be like, well, no, you have to, or, we're required, you two. I mean mm-hmm. you could, but I think it's safe to say you're probably not going to get the uh, the plus plus effort in that case. I to your point, it is sort of odd when they were like, No, we want to play, it's important that we can play. It's like, well, all right, you're playing and you actually played fewer games than you have in any season going back to like the nineteen fifties or sixties.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then are like, Yeah, actually we don't want to play people after all.
0: And I I should say I don't have as big of an issue with teams who have put in that full season, like the A C C with the you know, eleven games, the um you know, the the Big Twelve, the SEC. If those programs don't, if, if just because it's been a trying year, the, I understand that completely. But for teams like the Big Ten, the Pac-12, the MAC, the Mountain West to say, "Oh, it was been such a trying year," you know, we got six games in, like we're, you know, it's just it was just too tough. Then why the hell did you even begin your season, be, like to start with, for you know, for meaningless? uh, conference championship games. And like, it that's the part I think that frustrates me the most is that if you started your season late and you only did it because you saw how successful the other conferences were doing, and then to say, eh, we don't want to play in a bowl game. Like, why the hell are you even playing then? What are you doing?
1: Valid question. I don't know.
0: So that's my frustration with that. Um, We'll get the bright ba-
1: side is supposedly with the vaccine now. That at least we should by twenty twenty one not have that uh, problem. Yes, I then we'll I don't I don't know by what time that everything will be fixed up enough. That we'll be back to normal, but I would assume by August of twenty twenty one that will have
0: occurred. Yep, and I look forward to a full college football season and a full bowl season. Bowl season's great, and uh, I look forward to that. Uh, Before we get into the bowl games that have happened thus far, um, just to go back to the college football playoff selection committee, selecting uh, Alabama number one, no surprise there, should have happened. Ohio State two, Clemson three. Or am I getting those mixed up? But anywho, Notre Dame they're four. They're two and three. I forget
1: yeah. which one's which. But, yeah, um, they're, they're second and third.
0: Let me let me get that pulled up here. Um, I'm get it. Uh, where are you? Uh, yeah, the Clemson's two, Ohio State's three. We talked about the previous week how the Big Ten opened the door for Ohio State to get into the Big Ten championship game, even though they didn't meet the six-game requirement and how that was just uh, full of hypocrisy and a double standard because they are Ohio State and had a chance to get into the college football playoff. That game against Northwestern, they struggle much of that. Justin Fields did not play very good. Fortunately, the running back, uh, Sermon? Simon had yep, the
1: Oklahoma transfer. Uh,
0: yep, he had two hundred and or three over three hundred yards rushing. He was the sole reason why Ohio that in their defense. Um, but he was the Here's reason.
1: You say, let's, let's, let's not let's not discredit their defense.
0: Right, their their defense played really well. So between the the defense and sermon, they you know they they win twenty two to ten. But it wasn't a fantastic victory. If I were the college football playoff committee, I would have held that against them, and I just wouldn't have put them in on purely on principle. Might they be one of the four best teams? Perhaps. But when the Big Ten changes its rules and stuff, I think you and I had both agreed that it, it's just its a shady look and they're only doing it because Ohio State can make it to the college football playoff. With it now, with it now being done, has, have your thoughts changed at all on that? Because mine haven't, uh, and I'm disgusted with the Big Ten.
1: I think it's shady and sort of gross, but I still would have put Ohio State in over Texas A&M or anybody else just because I think they're better. And uh, so, I mean, I don't have – like, I don't like the way it played out, but I still think they're one of the four best teams in the country. And I don't really see anything to dramatically change it. I mean, I think it's safe to say pretty clearly Northwestern's not one of the seven or eight best teams in the country. But he's good enough at what they do and good enough on defense that they found a way to kind of slow down Ohio State. And also, Ohio State was a little bit stupid play-calling-wise to not be like, hey, we should hand it off to this guy who's averaging like 12 yards a carry earlier in the game because he's doing really well. But I mean, there's still a Power 5 champion that's undefeated, even if it's fewer games. Mm -hmm. But they are games that were only against conference opponents, too. I mean, there are not any, you know... Southern Utah's or anybody like that in there. Um. And then again, I would say it also goes back to I don't know who else you put in instead. I mean, I think the only other... uh, I mean, I don't think there's any other good choice, especially with USC losing to Washington. Yep. I mean, you could say Texas A&M, but we already saw Texas A&M lose by four touchdowns to Alabama. I suppose they had a chance to really make a statement against... I think Tennessee they played but that day. Yep. And they won like thirty to seventeen or something like that. I mean that, like I think they won relatively comfortably, but it wasn't dramatically different than Ohio State beating a northwestern team that I feel like, while well, maybe not as athletically talented, is certainly better team wise than Tennessee this year.
0: Yep. That that final score of that game was thirty four to thirteen. Okay, 34, um, okay, so. yep.
1: I was a little yep. bit off but yep. I, I, no, I yep. still for the most part stand by
0: what I've said oh, at it, yep absolutely uh, and Florida loses 52-46 to Alabama so at Florida not lost to LSU the week before I would have probably put in Florida over Ohio State I think, would that over be fair Ohio to State, State or over Notre Dame over Ohio State
1: I probably now this could be me looking at grants, and I will fully admit that ahead of time. I think if, if Florida had beat LSU and everything else played out the same,
0: well, mm-hmm.
1: uh, they still lost to Texas A&M though, and I don't know if I put a, a two loss Florida team in. Over an undefeated Ohio State or a one-loss Notre Dame, I, I so even, I still probably would have kept it the same. I think LSU would have had, or they would have had to beat LSU and then not lost to A and M or not lost to Alabama. Just, just for me personally,
0: it's just the whole thing, and I, I, just, I'm disgusted with the Big Ten and how they how they determine this. And I think they have a long, I, I, th- I think they have uh, certainly. Um, some things that they will need to fix headed into next year because I think a lot of people are looking at them and um, and not relatively favorable uh, views or fashion at this point. Um, So we've we've played a few bowl games so far. Uh, What has stood out to you the most? I would have to say it's probably the way that, that Liberty and Coastal Carolina game finished. That's probably easily the the best bowl game of the year thus far, and that's also, by
1: far the one that stuck out. I should say I I've, I've missed a lot of bowl games. They started on uh, Monday the twenty first, yep. I think, if I remember right. Yep. And I, I, I was working Monday through Thursday, so I missed up bad. Um. I forget who played on the 24 if I think there
0: was a game on the 24 there was that was the uh Hawaii and Houston in the New Mexico Bowl which was played in Frisco Texas because of course 2020
1: I think I watched some of that but I don't even I've already forgotten who won that game
0: Hawaii won
1: 28 to 14 yeah and like you said I think outside of the uh, Liberty beating Coastal Carolina and one of the the strangest game that I, I, sh- I should also say I didn't see most of that game because I was watching the Dolphins play the Raiders at the same time as the Dolphins did. yep, like ready to throw stuff at the wall at every second whenever <laughs> the Dolphins did many dumb things but thankfully were bailed out by the Raiders who I should have bet on were going to shoot themselves in the foot when it really mattered
0: as only the Raiders but, could I, do I mean I know what
1: happened in that game in general but I missed a lot of it but what? Well, <laughs> The uh the we want you to score, no I don't want to score. Oops, I accidentally fumbled it. It was something I, I don't think I've ever seen at any level anywhere in football before.
0: And then for Liberty to once again win on uh on a field I mean they beat Virginia Tech because Virginia Tech had blocked a field goal, ran back for a touchdown and then oh, called a timeout and then Liberty kicks a fifty yard field goal and beats uh my hokies. Uh to do, to kick a field goal. Yeah, weird
1: field goals have kind of been their thing this year, it yep. seems
0: like. Yep, to, to kick the field goal in overtime, and then to block the field goal by Coastal Carolina to secure the win, hand Coastal Carolina their first loss. Um, listen, Liberty and Coastal and it was fun to see this matchup because this is what we were supposed to get when game day went down to Conway uh, at the end of the regular season before the BYU matchup uh, happened because of Covid issues within the Liberty program, so it was fun to see this matchup. And I would sign up for, you know, these two teams to play every year if we could, at least as long as they keep playing the way they had been at least this year. Agree. Uh, so that's that. Um, yeah, Nevada beats Tulane. Uh, BYU. Pummels, uh, UCF. Was it
1: Central Florida? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, I forgot about that, that they just had, uh, what's his name, Wilson from BYU, mm-hmm. had like 350 yards and five touchdowns or something like that just in the first half.
0: He... And, uh, yeah, sorry. So, well,
1: now I want to say this. It seems like every two to four years this happens with college football in the NFL draft.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Trevor Lawrence is going to be the number one pick yep. as quarterback. Regardless of how anything plays out, or any trades, or who wins and loses, and who gets the first pick in the NFL draft, the
0: Jaguars have but secured it uh, with their loss on Sunday and the regardless Jets. Regardless of against what the Browns.
1: happens next week.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: Okay, well that's good. So that means that the Jets can't draft Trevor Lawrence. Exactly. Um. But I guarantee you, by the middle of February into March, you're going to have all sorts of anonymous scouts and people on ESPN and the NFL network who have spent so much time looking at Trevor Lawrence are going to get bored looking at Trevor Lawrence and saying he's the first pick. And they're going to start being like, actually, I think Zach Wilson might be better than than Trevor Lawrence's, which, which is what happened with Robert Griffin III and Andrew Luck. And it happened with Lion Leaf and Peyton Manning. And when you have a guy who is so clearly going to be the first guy that and to be fair, some of it's just teams doing their due diligence, and let's make sure we look at this other guy too. Mm-hmm. But they're going to get really loud, and they're going to start talking about, you know, oh, you should take Zach Wilson instead. But I, I you know, I, I don't know. I mean, clearly the Jaguars aren't one of the like five to ten best run organizations, so it's possible they could screw this up. But I would still bet a lot of money they're still going to take Trevor Lawrence. Oh yeah, but the cries for other people not not now, but in like a month and a half, are really going to start getting louder and louder. I... And it's going to be like, actually, actually, is Trevor Lawrence, you know, the uh, ESPN first take in the Skip Bayless show, yep. will have multiple segments. That'll be, you know, Skip Bayless will have a, a, a clip on Twitter where they're like, is, is Trevor Lawrence actually the second best prospect? And they'll go, not only is he not the second best, he's the third best prospect! And just, it'll be stuff like that.
0: I, you know what, I could see maybe the Skip Bayless or the, you know, the first takes doing that sort of deal. It's not
1: just going to be those guys. There are going to be like real people on, you know, the NFL network and like the the quote unquote like anonymous NFL scout on Twitter and some of those. Now, it's not going to be the majority of people, but there's going to be people that are going to start doing
0: it. Charlie, I'll be honest, I would be stunned if that happens. I I would absolutely be stunned because Trevor Lawrence is as sure a thing as we have in college football. He is a once is in a generation type talent. more sure than Andrew Luck
1: was because I don't think he's better than Andrew Luck. He's I think and he, people did it with Robert Griffin the third. Yep. It, it, I think it's it's I don't think it's so much that they think he's better. It's that people just get bored saying that Trevor Lawrence is number one. Oh, but now I, I'm not saying that Mel Kiper is going to do it, but. They're going to just be like, actually, you know what? I've watched a lot of tape, and even though Trevor Lawrence is better at these 12 things, there's, there's these one or two things that maybe Zach Wilson marginally can write. I And now I'm trying to talk myself into it.
0: Yeah, no, I would be stunned if that happens, because Zach Wilson right now is getting the talk over Justin Fields. That's been happening now, I think, for like the last month or two, and I can see that. That's more, far more plausible to me than... um. Than, than Zach Wilson over Trevor Lawrence. So, I think the Zach... Now I
1: should say, I'm not saying that that's what, the way it's going to play out. Right. It's not, no, it's no. Not even
0: I get that. Yep. It's just
1: going to be... And part of it is just that in the media world, people are going to want to be different yep. and be contrarian. and say, yep. like, oh my God, if I do this, I'm going to get so many people to click on this.
0: I, but- I I would be stunned if that happens. I, I get it that it's it's clickbait and everything like that, and they're just saying it to get a rise out of people. But I would be stunned if that happens regarding Lawrence and let's, Wilson. Let's
1: Wil- remember this. Make, yep. make it yep. in your phone. Yes. So on like February 27th, and see how many people are like, you know what? I don't know anymore. Now I'm conflicted.
0: Yep, I will put it in my phone if I can get to the calendar. Somewhere. I will get to it, though. Um, Okay, here we go. February, you want February 12th
1: here? 27th. Let's go towards the end of February. So, like, the combine and all that stuff's done.
0: Because,
1: quite frankly, nothing before the combine, like, matters at all. It's pure conjecture. I mean, it's still conjecture, but after the combine. They I mean, at least know, like, well, okay, maybe this guy whose knee we thought was fine was actually really bad. I don't want All
0: right, so Trevor Trevor the,
1: the, the Combine's in early February, if I remember right, right?
0: Um yes, normally. I don't know if that will change at all. No, uh,
1: that's okay. So I, I should say February twenty seventh with the caveat. If there is a combine or they're able to do any of that stuff. I forgot they didn't have a combine last year. Or did they? I don't
0: know. Oh, uh, they did. Yeah, 2020's they did.
1: been so strange stacking that it yep. feels like it's been seven years, and I don't know anything about it. <laughs> but assuming there's a combine, like within like two weeks after the combine, would be the time where I think there will be, you know, 10% of people will start saying that, with only about 1.5% of people actually believing.
0: We'll see. I I do think though that Wilson gets taken over Justin Fields now. Do you do you agree with that?
1: I think yeah, I can see that. But, now the other thing is it just depends on who trades up and who needs a quarterback and who's willing to let the more athletic fields do more like what Lamar Jackson did. Like I, Lamar Jackson's up and down, but I think you have to give Baltimore coaches credit for letting him do what he does well. Where if he would have done, you know, and I realize this guy hasn't got a head coach in a lot But if he would have done, like, the party shot power stuff, and been like, we know you're athletic, but your only job is to hand the ball off and throw it and do five-step drops. We don't ever want you to run because you can hurt. It's like, well, that's not what he does well. You're putting the square bag in the round court. And I think there will be some of that with Fields, too. If you What Fields to be field, it could be good if you're like, well, no, we want you to check out. And never use any of your
0: running ability because you know Getting clearly won't, work, it won't be too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's go through some of these bowl games here uh, that are going to play out this week. Uh, let's see. Let's go to Tuesday, the Cheez It Bowl, between Oklahoma State and Miami, five thirty p.m. Eastern, four thirty p.m. Central Time on ESPN. Who do you like in that one?
1: Like Miami, I think they'll be extra motivated because the quarterback uh, King is deciding he's going to come back and play another year college football, and they're going to be stoked about that, and they're going to win by 10 points over the Cowboys.
0: I agree that I do like uh, Miami in this one as well. Um, let's see. Uh, the Valero Alamo Bowl, number 20, Texas against Colorado, 8 p.m. Eastern or 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central Time on ESPN again on Tuesday. Who do you like in this one?
1: Do you have that open on, like, ESPN right now? I do. page? Yep. Does it, is there a spread Texas, right there?
0: Texas by nine and a half.
1: I am going to take Colorado to win outright because I know Tom Herman is incredibly good when he's the underdog in games at winning outright, and it's very mediocre when he's the favorite. All right. And I think Texas is going to overlook Colorado. And Colorado, who's been weird this year, is going to just go in and be like, hey, we want to win this game more, and it's going to be Texas.
0: Okay. I, I will take Texas in this one. On Wednesday, we have the Duke's Mayo Bowl between Wake Forest and Wisconsin, noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central Time on ESPN. Who do you like in this one?
1: I'm going to take Wake Forest partially because I don't like Wisconsin. I hope Wisconsin loses, it, but also I don't know how good of going to so,
0: I will take Wisconsin to win.
1: No, I should say, I think Wisconsin's better. If Wisconsin decides they want to win, and it's been prepared that way, I think they will. But I'm, I'm betting on Wisconsin. being like that, I don't, we don't know.
0: How about the Goodyear Cotton Bowl then again on Wednesday? Number seven, Florida against number six, Oklahoma, eight PM Eastern, seven PM Central Time on ESPN.
1: This one's interesting. I know the Pitts guy from Florida, the tight end, that's where we play this game. Um, as far as I know, I think he's the only major guy sitting out. I think I think Florida's gonna win, even though I know Florida's not always great on defense either. In Oklahoma's not, but he's better this year than we have been. I think Florida pulls it out and wins. I don't have a great sense on why. Maybe even though the SEC doesn't seem to be as good this year as it's been couple of years, and maybe this is just a bias. Say I'm biased. I don't know, but I'm taking. It.
0: I will take Florida hesitantly, uh, just because I don't know with. Like where their motivation factor is going to lie, like oh, you know, we we almost beat Alabama, but we lost to LSU. You know, we have to play in the Cotton Bowl. Like maybe they just want their season to be done. Well, it,
1: it, it is still like one of the New Year's Six games, I and mean, it's a big deal. I mean, it's not as big of a bowl, this would be a discussion for another time about how maybe none of the bowl games anywhere matter outside of the two playing games. And national but I think this is still, if I remember, I think it's the biggest. All game, Florida's like five or six, years. so I'm assuming there may be some issues with that. But I, I, I will maybe naive assume that they will be at least sort of excited to play in like one of the bigger
0: games. Okay, how about uh, on New Year's Eve? Then we have four games. Uh, number 24, Tulsa against Mississippi State. Noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central Time on ESPN in the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl.
1: I will take Tulsa. Mississippi State outside of week one when they beat LSU. Week one or week two, whatever that was. Uh, where we were all really high. It was like, well, actually maybe we're going to so, yeah. so I'm taking
0: Tulsa. I will take Tulsa as well. Mississippi State is a joke right now. Uh, Ball State against number 22 San Jose State in the Off uh, the Offer Pad, Arizona Bowl, two p.m. Eastern, one p.m. Central Time on CBS.
1: I don't know how close San Jose State is to the location of that game. But I know California, even Northern California, is far closer to Arizona than Indiana. Um, Now maybe that is an advantage for Ball State because it'll be warmer. but I'm still going with San Jose.
0: South State. I will go San Jose State as well, and they have been one of the better stories, I would say, in college football this year, you know, with the being uh, displaced because of the Santa Clara County uh, contact sport deal they had, and I mean, coming out of, I, who would have thought that San Jose State would have won the Mountain West? I mean, we, I think we all thought Boston, uh, that Boise State would have
1: Uh, We thought Boise State all season and both of us picked Boise State in the conference time.
0: We did. Uh, So
1: we're late to the party, but we're finally picking San Jose State now.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Uh, West Virginia against Army in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, 4 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Central Time on ESPN.
1: I'm taking Army. You want as much time as possible to prepare for the triple option And West Virginia is even getting the full slate of time they were supposed to get. And I think Army... Army's always going to be more. Forbidding. I mean, unless you're talking a national title game, Army's always going to be more motivated to play in a ball game. In a
0: particular I will. I t- will uh, take the Black Knights. I will take Army too, but I don't say that with a tremendous deal of confidence. Um, but I will take Army regardless. Uh, the, how about the American? The what the hell? The Mercari? I thought I said American. Oh, excuse me, Mercari. Texas Bowl, Arkansas against TCU, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central time on ESPN.
1: Mercari, it's not Mercury.
0: No, it is not. Mercari. Oh,
1: that's weird. Okay, sorry. I was I was thinking about the name. What were the, who were the two teams again?
0: Arkansas and TCU.
1: That's right. I I was gonna say TCU, and then I remembered that Arkansas had games that they lost, and played well against teams that were far better. So I'm gonna assume that they uh, he comes together in a bowl game in
0: Arkansas. Wins. This is a tough one. I'm gonna go TCU, but I I agree. You know, like Arkansas has Felipe Franks as a quarterback, probably better than. Um,
1: That's right. I knew that, but I'd forgotten about that.
0: Probably better than uh, Max Duggan or Duggan or whatever. Duggan, so the
1: uh, the guy who was the Sioux City Journal prep athlete of the year in 2018. Yes,
0: yes I would say probably better than him. So. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'll take TCU narrowly, but I I could change my mind potentially. You could persu uh, you could uh, persuade me to go elsewhere. Then on New Year's Day, in the Chick Fil A Peach Bowl, number nine Georgia against number eight Cincinnati, noon Eastern, eleven a.m. Central Time on ESPN. Who do you like?
1: I don't know. I'm I'm going to take Cincinnati because I think Georgia. This is going to be like the classic SEC we lost by 15 points and everyone in this in the conference is going to claim we didn't care about this game so it doesn't count as a much so I'm, I'm, I think Cincinnati will be far more part of me than and
0: They will
1: win like, a, like I don't think they're going to blow them out but I think it will be like 17 to 9 for the very in scoring game
0: I agree with you I will take uh, Cincinnati as well this to me has UCF over Auburn all over again wasn't that the? Wasn't that who beat Auburn? Central Florida. It was. Yep. So, yep. Give me Cincinnati in this one. How about in the uh, VRBO Citrus Bowl? Auburn against number fourteen Northwestern. Noon, uh, one p.m. Eastern, noon Central time on ABC.
1: I'm taking Northwestern, and that's partially just because I don't even know who's coaching for Auburn. Right. I they hired, if I remember right, they hired the Boise State guy. They did as the hair as their head coach. But like I don't know if he's coaching or if they have an interim. If he's coaching, they've got a a whole new different stuff and problems that way. And if it's the interim coach coaching, then I don't know if they're going to be like as motivated to to play. So I I I think Northwestern, who was like two and ten last year. Is going to be much more excited to play
0: in this game. I agree with you on that, and what's what's remarkable to me in this one is that I mean I think Bo Nix is the better quarterback between the two because I couldn't even name you Northwestern's quarterback. But yeah, I mean, and I don't know if you saw this story, but apparently, like Auburn boosters aren't happy with this decision to hire the Boise State guy. They had someone oh, else in mind because
1: he's not as good as Gus Malzahn, the guy they just fired. Or oh, yeah, when you fire a coach who's been good, it's hard to find a guy that's better.
0: I think they had someone else in mind, and they just and the decision to go with the Boise State guy is not is not uh, going well with the boosters.
1: Do you know who they had in mind, or, I, or is that just I, the assumption in general?
0: I can't remember. Let me see if I can find uh, the the story. Because
1: uh, I I will say this, it's interesting to know that coaches who have left Boise State have like a pretty spotty track record. Chris Peterson was good at Washington. Like there's no way you can't say he wasn't. With won at least two conference titles, and I know made the the playoff once. So he's done well. But I know uh, Dan Hawkins before him, you know, was went to Colorado and was terrible. I think before him, it was Dirk Ketter who was the head coach at Boise State and left and went to Arizona State, was green yoker and has been fired from, like, three jobs as different head coaches since then, so. I'm not saying, I think Brian Harsin's the guy who took over at Auburn, if I remember right. The I'm not saying it can't work or that he's a bad coach. I mean, clearly he's done well after... And it's incredibly difficult to replace literally the best coach in Boise State history, Chris Peterson. Mm -hmm. But uh, now, since he was the head coach at Boise State, I could be wrong in this. I'm assuming most of his recruiting ties and things like that are in the Pacific Northwest. And now going to the Southeast, where it's just completely Like, just culturally, it's so much different. I'm not saying he can't do it or it won't work.
0: There could be a bit of a learning curve there, at least for like a season or so. Now. The there's a uh, so here it is an in depth story from the Birmingham News. It says uh, a group of boosters. I'm I'm reading this on the BigLead.com. They did a story on it, but there's there's a story within the story. Um, it says that an in depth uh, or a group of boosters convinced Auburn athletic director and the and the Auburn president. To fire Malzahn, pay his $21.4 million buyout. Uh, the, the
1: half it was due in like the first 30 days after he got fired. So right. he's going to get
0: fired. Yep, the boosters quietly gained the support of the board of trustees and made their move. The second part of the plan was to have defensive coordinator Kevin Steele promoted to the permanent head coaching position. And that did not pan out, and that's why the boosters are pissed.
1: That's a terrible idea. They're, I don't know if Brian Harson's going to work, but you're much better with that. Kevin Steele was the head coach at Baylor who they lost to UNLV in like 98 or 99 when they were up by like five points with eight seconds left and they were at the UNLV like 10-yard line. And we're like, no, we're not going to take it. beat. We're going to run it in and stuff it down their throats. And they fumbled it and UNLV ran it back on the last play of the game to win. And I don't know if he's been a head coach since then. Um, I think way back when, I believe he was a defensive assistant at Nebraska in, like, the 90s, and I think spun that into the Baylor head coaching job. I know a little bit about Kevin Steele in terms of, like, he's known as, like, an absolutely fantastic recruiter. So he'd be great as a recruiter, but I don't know if that's – I think he's old now, too. I I don't know. It seems very weird you'd want a guy who – has at times been a good defensive coordinator, but also at times not been a great defensive coordinator. Right. And be like, oh, yeah, it didn't work before, but, oh, yeah, we, will, we need you to be better as a head coach than Nick Saban now. It's like, I don't think that's going to work.
0: No, but that's – so I, I
1: don't know if Carson's going to work either, but I think Carson has like a 70% chance to work, where Kevin Steele as the head coach would be like a 17% chance right. to work.
0: But that's the backstory there. So the Auburn boosters are not very happy right now. Uh, now, we
1: should also know that if they wanted Kevin Steele, that Auburn, maybe more so than any other school in the country, is the best at shooting themselves in the foot mm-hmm. and being like, wow, we have this really good coach, and then, no, now we're going to run him out of town because, oh, my God, they lost Alabama. How dare you do that? Oh, no, now we got someone worse. than the terrible
0: again. Right. Uh, then we get to the college football playoff games on New Year's Day, the... Rose Bowl game presented by Capital One, which is being played in Jerry World, so they probably need to change the name. Uh, Number four Notre Dame, number four Notre Dame against number one Alabama, four p.m. Eastern, three p.m. Central time on ESPN. Alabama wins in a in a runaway, right?
1: Yeah, wins in a like not just like blows them out, potential like straight up bloodbath. All right. Have you seen the movie Blade with Wesley Snipes from the late 90s? I have
0: not, but I've heard of it.
1: Alright, so I'm not going to go into great detail. It's a movie with vampires and Blade is a vampire hunter and tries to kill him. Yep. There's a scene very early in the movie where someone who you don't know is a vampire gets someone else to go to like a club with him. I think it's like a, a cute girl gets a hot guy, or gets a guy to go and the girl's a vampire. Long story short, they like, it turns out it's a club for vampires where they, like, kill people and suck their blood. It's a rated R movie. And, like, there's a point in this early scene where, like, the sprinklers turn on, but it's not water, it's blood that sports out. And the vampires are, like, dancing in this, like, blood coming out of the sprinklers in this club while there's music playing. It's very weird and very strange. I think that game has the potential to be a bloodbath like that. Where it's just, it's Alabama dancing with sprinklers. Of Notre Dame squad running everywhere, oh, and good. we're just like, "Oh no!" It's
0: Very gruesome and oh, no. graphic. so
1: good. Why is why did we not think this game was going to be fifty six to seven and a half?
0: Guys? It's very gruesome and graphic there, but uh, probably probably accurately depicted. Uh, then the All-State Sugar Bowl, number three Ohio State against number two Clemson, eight p.m. Eastern, seven p.m. Central time on ESPN. Who do you like in that one?
1: I could be wrong. It's tough to say because they're, they're not getting the full. Amount of time to prep like they do for Normal bowl season, especially a big One like this Yep, Clemson looked incredibly good their last game Ohio State struggled at times This could 100% Come back to blow up in my face I think Clemson will not Play as well as they did against Notre Dame And Ohio State's going to play better Than they did against Northwestern And it'll be another close game like Last year, and this time Ohio State's going to come out on top and Ohio State Wins like twenty-seven twenty-one in a game that's not as ridiculous as Liberty in Coastal Carolina, but it's like a fun and entertaining game to
0: watch. I hope it does blow up in your face because I want Clemson to kick the shit out of Ohio State because I hate them so much. That's fair. With, I, with,
1: I wouldn't be upset if that happened, but
0: I think Clemson will win because I think Dabo Sweeney is ticked off enough and I think that they have the far better they have the better quarterback. They have the better overall team. Give me Clemson over Demo's Ohio State.
1: He's ticked off enough. What's he have to be ticked off about?
0: I don't know. He's he's just the, the lack of respect and oh, Ohio State probably shouldn't be playing in this bowl game and all. He's he's got he's always pissed off about something. Gotcha. Uh, so
1: you're, you're just saying made up, self motivated. Gotcha.
0: Right. Well, uh, yeah,
1: you're probably right. I'm sure he's going to try that. That might work.
0: Then Saturday, uh, January 2nd, for last four games to pick here. Uh, Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, number 23, North Carolina State against Kentucky. Noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central Time on ESPN.
1: I don't have a great feeling on that one. I'm going to take Kentucky. I don't know why. Mostly just because I don't trust North Carolina State. And as I'm saying this out loud, I realize it's dumb to say that I do t- trust Kentucky football. Mm-hmm. But I definitely don't trust NC State, so I will go Kentucky.
0: I don't trust either team, so it can end in a tie, but I, I will lean towards Kentucky along with you. Uh, then, how about this one? Ole Miss against number 11 Indiana in the Outback Bowl, 12.30 p.m. Eastern, 11.30 a.m. Central Time on ABC.
1: I'm going to take Indiana. I think it's possible if Wayne Kiffin just has one of those like great coordinator games he used to have. Even though I know he's the head coach now, it's possible Ole Miss could pull it out and win. But I'm going to go with Indiana. I, I certainly mean, think Indiana is going to be like more excited yes. to play in this game than Ole Miss.
0: I agree with you there, and I think Indiana. You know, yes, their quarterback went out, uh, the Felix Junior, whatever. Um, I mean, he's out with the torn ACL, but they are the better team, and Indiana will roll Ole Miss in this one. Uh, PlayStation Fiesta Bowl number 25 Oregon against number 10 Iowa State 4 p.m. Eastern 3 p.m. Central Time on ESPN
1: I think this one's interesting to also I think Oregon has more across the board talent than Ohio than Iowa State I think Iowa State does what they, they do quite well though and similarly I, this, this is the most excited I think for a bowl game Iowa State will have, have been in the history of their entire program and it will be like no we, we wanted to beat Oklahoma in the conference title game and didn't. We are still playing in this game. We are motivated. And I think that Iowa State's going to win like 24-20 to 20 in that, another pretty good game.
0: Oregon was very impressive against USC in the Pac-12 championship game, but I don't think that's going to happen. The, the same sort of um, outcome that they had against USC, I don't think it's going to happen here. I, I like you. i I think Iowa State will win this one. And then finally, the Capital One, Orange Bowl, number five, Texas A&M against number 13, North Carolina, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central Time on ESPN.
1: I think Texas A&M's going to win. I Certainly, Jimbo needs to win this game. I mean, as much as he's getting paid, you can't lose to North Carolina in bowl games if you're making, you know, however, I forget how much per year he's getting. It's a whole lot, though. So, uh, he. I think it's possible there's the, oh my god, we thought we were going to give in, we convinced ourselves we were going to give in, we didn't and wait an egg. I think this will be the opposite of that, where they're going to do the, we're going to prove that we're better than everyone else in the country. Well, they're clearly not better than Alabama and they're going to to beat North Carolina by two touchdowns.
0: They are motivated. Kellen Mond is motivated. The entire team is motivated. They will crush UNC. And I like Sam Howell. I think North Carolina's got a very good team, but A&M is far better, and A&M wants to prove that they should have been in the college football playoff. Uh, However, the alternative also could happen, that they believe they should be in the college football playoff, and they lay an egg because they're not motivated to play in this one. I'm going to go with the former, though, and say they will be motivated and they will beat North Carolina.
1: Agreed, which means it's going to be a bad day for the Texas Longhorns also. Yes, it
0: will. We'll
1: pretend they don't care, but we'll obviously care very much.
0: Absolutely, they will. Absolutely. Charlie, my friend, I always appreciate the time. Uh, Happy New Year to you. Uh, Let me be among the first to wish you Happy New Year, and I will talk to you in the New Year, recap some bowls, and uh, look ahead to the college football playoff next week.
1: Sounds good. Thanks, man. You have a happy new year also, and hopefully your 2021 is significantly better than your 2020. Uh,
0: and you're, likewise for you, or would you consider... How would you consider 2020 for you?
1: It was weird. Like, ultimately, it really wasn't that bad for me, if I'm being honest. I mean, there were times it was clearly annoying and frustrating, like, for everyone. But ultimately, you know, I'm still able to go into the office and work. I never had to work from home. Which is more than most people can say, and other than like the three month period where there were no sports at all in Iowa, mm-hmm. we've had sports since then. So it's—I mean—it's been frustrating at times, but but I've had it far far easier than almost anybody else. In the country. I think job wise, at least, so that's been good. Fair enough. But I will still take a better 2021. Though.
0: I think I think we all will. I think just about everyone will. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, we'll talk to you in the new year. Thank you, Charlie. Yep, have a good one. Charlie Hildebrand joining us here on the Sports Block Podcast. Always appreciate his time, as always. Great stuff there. You hear all the picks. If you're doing the confidence poll uh, picks in uh, Capital One Bull Mania on the ESPN fantasy app, You can make your selections there. I would highly suggest you join our uh, the Sports Lounge Season Four group next year uh, when the full-slated full slate of College Bowl games is here because that's always a great deal of fun. Um, But yeah, there you go, our picks, and uh, hopefully Clemson kicks the shit out of Ohio State because. Ohio State shouldn't be in the college football playoff if the Big Ten had any sort shred of uh, credibility or morality about them. Uh, we'll wrap up this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast. By the way, follow Charlie on Twitter at C.E. Hildebrand. Uh, movie takes so much more. Uh, definitely check him out. We'll wrap up this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast here with a look back at Week 16 in the NFL and make some early picks for Week 17 and wrap up uh, with anything else we need to that's coming up on the sports block podcast we're going to wrap up this week's edition of the sports block podcast the last sports block podcast of 2020 with a look back week 16 in the nfl and make some uh early predictions for week 17 in the nfl last week of the regular season it's a big week for a lot of teams some teams not we'll get to that here in a moment Let's look back. <laughs> it started Christmas Day. If you're a Vikings fan, you already know what happened. Alvin Kamara runs all over the Vikings, six touchdowns. The Saints had over 30 first downs. They just destroyed the defense. Uh, Kirk Cousins and the Vikings offense couldn't keep up. Kamara, six rushing touchdowns. Saints win 52 33. Mike Zimmer says it's the worst defense he's ever had. Think of all the injuries, uh, all the young guys they will learn they're gonna get better from this but uh this is definitely uh, it's a tough year for the defense especially a guy you know mike zimmer defensive coordinator He's normally better than this uh saturday then the triple header and tom brady and the buccaneers went up to detroit no slow start this time they go up 34 to nothing at half tom brady sits the second half out Blaine Gabbard actually threw a couple of touchdown passes. It's, and the Buccaneers throttle the Lions 47 7. The Lions were without head coach, interim head coach Daryl Bevel, who's on the COVID protocol list, uh, as well as their offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. A whole bunch of guys missing. Matthew Stafford leaves after the first drive. So the the odds were stacked against the Lions pretty much from the get go. A big upset here and a major disappointment for the Arizona Cardinals going against C.J. Bethard. A fine quarterback, but a decent quarterback? I, I don't even know. The 49ers are riddled with injuries here, and the, the Cardinals inexplicably lose a game at home 20-12. to uh, Jedrick Wilson, Jr., 204 scrimmage yards for the 49ers running back. They intercept Kyler Murray once. Murray gets injured here with his leg. We'll see what his status is for this week. Uh, but the Cardinals inexplicably lose 20-12. Game of the week happened in Vegas Saturday night. The Dolphins beat the Raiders 26-25. Back and fourth game, Tua Tagovailoa gets yanked in this game. In comes Ryan Fitzpatrick in the fourth quarter. Leads the Dolphins on a game-tying uh, field goal drive. Then the Raiders score on a long touchdown pass from Nelson Aguilar. The Dolphins... Uh, Respond back with a touchdown on their own. Miles Gaskin, a long touchdown run. A questionable pass interference penalty leads the Raiders into field goal range. They elect to go for the field goal rather than score the touchdown. Seemed to make the most sense. 20 seconds left on the clock. And then the defense inexplicably lets a tight end or wide receiver, Matt Collins, get behind him. And then the, the pass of the year, arguably, Ryan Fitzpatrick, neck turned sideways. Yanked sideways, throws an absolutely perfect pass. Hollins catches it, 15-yard penalty, added on to the end of that. They kick the game-winning field goal in the Dolphins. Looking good, looking good to be playoff bound. They win 26-25. Sunday's games then, uh, the Bengals showed much more heart than the Texans. They snap a a massive losing streak. They hadn't won on the road in two years. They beat the Texans 37-31 after the game. Texans defensive end J.J. Watt with a uh, very impassioned plea, like, "Hey, we play a great game. Like, efforts there. All these people support us. That's who I feel most bad for." He wants effort from his guys. He didn't see that there. Uh, We'll see if the Texans provide that in Week 17. New York Jets have won two games in a row. They beat the uh, COVID-depleted Cleveland Browns. Browns were without their top four wide receivers were without two linebackers they were without offensive tackle Jedrick Wills Jr. it was tough it was very very tough Baker Mayfield had three fumbles and the Jets prevailed 23-16 had Cleveland won they would have secured their first playoff spot since 2003 they'll have to wait till week 17 why? Well, in part because the Baltimore Ravens beat the New York Giants 27 to 13. Lamar Jackson strong outing to to start had a couple of touchdown passes in the first half. Ravens easily win 27 to 13. The Bears, left for dead three weeks ago, have a great opportunity to make the postseason. Somehow, someway, they scored over 30 points for the fourth consecutive game. They beat the Jacksonville Jaguars 41-17, and combined with the Jaguars' loss and the Jets' win, the Jaguars have secured the number one overall pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, which means Trevor Lawrence is a Jacksonville Jaguar. Congratulations to him. Congratulations to the Jaguars. Bears get a big win. David Montgomery, another strong day running the football. Mitchell Trubisky played well in this one as well. The, had the Browns won, they would have made the playoffs. Why? Because the Indianapolis Colts blew a 24 to 7 lead against the Pittsburgh Steelers. A, 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 the Steelers' offense terrible in the first half, terrible for the last three weeks, terrible really kind of before that. And things turned, uh, things clicked in the second half. I, I can't explain it. Couple uh, deep pass to Deontay Johnson who, who caught, uh, who had a nice game. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster caught a touchdown. Eric Ebron caught a touchdown. The Colts' offense, Phillip Rivers didn't do very good in the second half and when they needed it most through an interception and the Colts lose 28-24. The Steelers win the AFC North for the first time since 2017. Extremely close game in Arrowhead. Surprisingly, the Falcons played very tough against the, the Chiefs, had a 14-10 lead and then Patrick Mahomes leads the Chiefs down the field, hits Laurent Robinson for a touchdown. The Falcons drove down, had a chance to tie the game, force overtime, but Youngway Koo's 39-yard field goal, Looked like it was good, and then all of a sudden just sailed off to the right. I don't know how that happened the way it did, but the Chiefs win. Falcons lose another game in which they held a lead. Chiefs win uh, and gives them home field advantage now throughout the AFC playoffs. Justin Herbert, 28 passing touchdowns now in the year. Not in a game that would be a, a big record, uh, but he su- sets an NFL rookie record with that 28th touchdown pass. The Chargers beat the Broncos 19-16. They had a 16-3 lead in this one. Broncos come back to tie it. Chargers get a kick a field goal late and hang on to beat the Broncos 19-16. Washington had a chance to secure the NFC East. They blew it a tumultuous week for Dwayne Haskins, who uh, was... Maskless at a, he said it was a birthday party, but uh, in front of a lot of uh, women, and it's just a bad look for him. He was stripped of his captaincy, and then he goes out and plays absolutely awful. Two tur- uh, two picks and a fumble, three turnovers and all. He gets benched. Taylor Heineke came in, but uh, too big of a hole. The Panthers were up 20 to three, thanks in part to a muff punt that was recovered in the end zone for a touchdown. And they w- beat Washington 20-13. to And Dwayne Haskins then was promptly released on Monday. A fall from grace like very few that we have seen. First-round pick. And not good. Not good for him. The Eagles were up 14-3 on the Dallas Cowboys. Fletcher Cox got hurt. The Cowboys often started to pick it up. Michael Gallup had over 100 yards and two touchdowns. Amari Cooper had over 100 yards receiving. Andy Dalton threw for 377 yards. And the Cowboys outscored the Eagles 34-3 after that 14-3 lead by the Eagles. Route the the Eagles 37-17. Cowboys still are in line, have a chance at the NFC East title. Surprisingly, amazingly enough, they will get that if they beat the Giants on Sunday and Washington loses. We'll make that pick here momentarily. LA Rams' offensive woes continue. They lose at Seattle 20-9. Jared Goff hurt his thumb in this one, had surgery. He will be out for Sunday's game, uh, and it's a game that the Rams need because if the Bears win and the Rams lose, they're out of the playoffs. Amazingly enough, um, the Seahawks defense playing much better. Uh, the Rams' offense actually did fairly decent, but they could only settle for field goals. Seahawks' defense kept them out of the end zone, and Seattle prevails 20-9 to win the NFC West. In the snow in Lambeau, we always love snow games, and this one was no exception. Packers destroyed Tennessee 40-14. to Devontae Adams, 11 catches, 142 yards, and 3 touchdowns. Uh, a, a couple of bad calls went against Tennessee. One, and offsides penalty that just flat out wasn't there. Uh, They had an illegal use of hands, hands to the face. That would have brought, had that penalty not been there, would have been fourth down. Maybe that changes the game early on. Um, That was a legit penalty. But then uh, Aaron Jones stepped out of bounds at the 43 and scampered all the way down to the 7. The Titans didn't challenge it. The refs didn't see it, even though they were looking right at it. So, breaks certainly went the Packers' way. Uh, They win 40-14. Titans can win the AFC South with a win this week at Houston. Packers need to win to secure home field advantage throughout the NFC playoffs. And Monday Night Football, Josh Allen 34 uh, t- t- sets a Bills record, 34 passing touchdowns. Diggs had three receiving touchdowns. Bills roll the Patriots 38-9. And in doing so, because Diggs had that strong day, my wife got beat in fantasy. She shouldn't have lost, but she lost by a point. Because the Patriots couldn't stop Diggs. Uh, Cam Newton... Got benched again in the fourth quarter or third quarter. Jarrett Stidham came in. uh, So, pretty big uh, news. Uh, Cam Newton's, he he might be done. Just don't know. And the Patriots have a lot of questions that they need to answer. That's week 16 in the NFL. Let's make some picks for week 17. All games are on Sunday. Detroit uh, hosting Minnesota 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central time on Fox I don't know if Matthew Stafford's going to play in this one. I don't know what the lines are going to look like. The Vikings want to get that bad taste out of their mouths from Christmas Day. It probably benefits them more to lose, but they are a better team than Detroit, so I will take Minnesota to win. Dallas at the New York Giants, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central time on Fox. Giants have a good defense. The Cowboys seem to be clicking, though, on offense here lately. I think they win and apply the pressure to Washington Sunday night. I will take Dallas to beat the Giants. New York Jets at the New England Patriots, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central time on CBS. Who the hell knows with this game? I, I, I mean, seriously, I, the Jets are playing good football right now. The Patriots aren't. Do you really can you really not take the Patriots here? I, I, I don't know. Jets playing in tough. and. I'll, I'll take the Patriots, but I say that with no degree of confidence at all whatsoever. Baltimore Ravens at the Cincinnati Bengals, 1 p.m. Eastern noon Central time on CBS. Taking Lamar and the Ravens here. The Bengals playing better as of late, but no. Give me the Ravens to win. Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cleveland Browns, 1 p.m. Eastern noon Central time on CBS. Ben Roethlisberger will not play in this one. Uh, Mike Tomlin, head coach Mike Tomlin, says he's just going to rest him. The Browns need to win. They win, they get in the playoffs. It's that simple for them a lot of pressure on them but if they get their wide receivers back I think they can take down the the Steelers in this one I'm going with Cleveland don't, don't fail me now Cleveland don't fail me now Miami Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills 1pm Eastern noon Central time on CBS a Bills win clinches the number two seed in the AFC playoffs that's good enough for me if two is starting in this one I just don't see how that's gonna lead the Dolphins to victory taking the Bills to win Atlanta Falcons at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central time on Fox. Falcons are playing hard, but the Bucs, they're rolling. They're going to get the win here headed into the postseason strong. Seattle Seahawks at the San Francisco 49ers, 425 p.m. Eastern, 325 p.m. Central time on Fox. 49ers with a big win last week, but the Seahawks need number one. Uh, They're going to try for home field advantage. They can get it. They just need to win, and the Packers need to lose. I'm going to take the Seahawks to win. Jacksonville Jaguars at the Indianapolis Colts, 425 p.m. Eastern, 325 p.m. Central Time on CBS. The Colts need to beat the Jaguars and hope that the Texans beat the Titans to win the AFC South. It's not going to happen. They lost to the Jaguars week one of the regular season. They remember that loss. They're going to beat the Jaguars here. I'm taking the Colts. New Orleans Saints at the Carolina Panthers, 425 p.m. Eastern, 325 p.m. Central Time on Fox. Panthers are playing much better football here, uh, playing tougher football, had a few close losses. Played good last week, but the Saints are looking for home field advantage. Give me the Saints to beat the Panthers in this one. Green Bay Packers at the Chicago the, at the Chicago Bears, 4:25 p.m. Eastern, 3:25 p.m. Central time on Fox. Both teams with a lot to play for, but I gotta go with the Packers. They're the better team. I will take the Packers to win in this one so we'll take the Packers to beat the Bears uh, Las Vegas Raiders at the Denver Broncos 425 p.m. Eastern, 325 p.m. Central Time on CBS <laughs> the Raiders are the better team but like, how do you get over last week's loss uh, they'll try I'll take the Raiders to win I don't say that with a great deal of confidence but we'll take them to beat the Broncos Tennessee Titans at the Houston Texans 425 p.m. Eastern, 325 p.m. Central Time on CBS Titans win. They win the AFC South. Titans are going to win this one because the Texans. We'll see if they take what J.J. Watt said to heart, but I don't think they're going to take in the Titans to win because they have everything at stake. Arizona Cardinals at the L.A. Rams, 4:25 p.m. Eastern, 3:25 p.m. Central time on CBS. Jared Goff's not playing in this one. Some guy named John Wolford is going to play. uh Kyler Murray not playing this one. Some guy named Chris Strebler. we actually familiar with him in these parts. Went to University of South... Uh, uh, he started out at the University of Minnesota, transferred to the University of South Dakota. Uh, saw him play against the Jackrabbits a few times. He's good. I don't... Uh, he was with Winnipeg and the Blue Bombers, won the, the CFL, the, the Grey Cup, I think. But th- this is the NFL. I If Kyler Murray plays... I will take the Cardinals to beat the Rams. If he doesn't play, I'll take the Rams. It's just, it's a wacky year. I will take the Cardinals to win, and that would knock the Rams out if the Bears win. But the, maybe this, who the hell knows what's going to happen in this game? But uh, the Cardinals have a chance now. But they get they got to figure out a way that, that to take down the Rams' defense. Tough one. I will take the Cardinals nearly. Again, not a great deal of confidence there. Uh, LA Chargers at the Kansas City Chiefs, 425 p.m. Eastern, 325 p.m. Central Time on Fox. The Chiefs have nothing to play for. Uh, they're, the rest of them starters, I'll take the Chargers to win, uh, but who knows? Who knows what will happen? And then the Washington football team against the Philadelphia Eagles, 820 p.m. Eastern, 720 p.m. Central Time on NBC. Win, and they're in. That's what the... The, the that what's what Washington has to do, they're gonna get it done. I will if if Alex Smith plays. If Alex Smith plays, they win. Uh, But it'll be tough against Jalen Hurts and company. Take Washington. I say that nearly. And those are your Week 17 picks. Uh, The regular season's gonna be done after this week, and we'll preview the playoffs next week. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, Full previews and predictions can be found in the stack StackAttack.SportsBlock.com. I hope everyone had a very merry Christmas uh and i hope you all have a fantastic new year hopefully 2021 is better than 2020 unless 2020 was good for you uh i mean travis bought a house so that was great for him uh congrats to him and melissa on that uh, uh i mean 2020 awful it's a year we'll never forget uh and we'll see what 2021 brings so happy new year to you all uh, thank you for listening to this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast. And for listening to this year's the Sports Block Podcast. It was a different year. It was a challenging year, for sure. We talked more politics. Uh, we had a couple shows highly devoted to politics. Um, we'll get back to sports here, hopefully, uh, the full-time here, uh, 2021. But, as always, if there's stuff that needs attention to, we'll, we'll, we'll bring it up. We'll continue to look at the potentially the rebranding the renaming of the podcast but that'll come down the line so for travis and charlie i'm nathan uh find the podcast on podcast.com uh twitter for charlie ce hildebrand travis at travis krins myself at nd stacken facebook nathan Sack, and a link to the podcast posted middle to later part of each week so again thank you for listening thank you for listening for all of these years and i hope you continue to listen to us next year so happy new year everyone enjoy football enjoy the college basketball enjoy the, the college football playoffs and the bowl games and stuff what lim- what few bowl games there are um so enjoy it all and we'll be back next week and next year with another edition of the sports Block podcast stay safe mask up happy new year everyone